Hey, welcome to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I'm Jim. I'm Justin, and Mike is running a little late today. He said he's got a surprise for us, actually. Uh, yeah, so Jay and I are going to get this thing kicked off, and Mike will join us shortly. All right. Oh, hey, guys. Oh, uh, actually, here's Mike right now. Uh, uh, what the hell is that? This is Mr. Smoochkins, my new dog. Say hi, Smoochie. <laughs> oh, what a handsome little man. What? Mike, that thing looks like it wants to eat my face off. Aw, oh, no way. He's just my sweet little baby. Uh, what is he doing? He's just getting to know you. Uh, no, 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 Don't Mike. worry about it. No, 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 no. Make him stop. Come on. It's fine. Just let him do his thing. Okay. Okay. See? All right. See? It's fine. Okay. Aw, what a good boy. Yeah. I guess he's pretty cute. <laughs> Smoochkins. Oh, you're such a good boy. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Oh, oh, no, Smoochkins! Smoochkins, no! No, Smoochkins! No! Oh, Smoochkins, no! Oh, God, he likes you. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. It's episode five. Welcome to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. Episode five. Episode five. One episode for every year that Mike spent in high school. Hey! <laughs> no more pets in the studio, Mike. I didn't see what was wrong with him, but I guess he, he got a little... That, that yellow mess on my floor, I could see what's wrong with him. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you had your gun. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's always packing, baby. So, uh, yeah, episode five, and we just keep on rolling. Um, five uh, is closer to 50 than we were last week. Five is closer to 50. Uh, me and Mike. That's what have, I learned in five years of school. Me and Mike have discussed. <laughs> <laughs> me and Mike have discussed, and uh, I think Jay might be on board now, too. Uh, if we hit episode 50, we're going to get matching tattoos. Just yep. like a just like a bunch of real cool dudes, <laughs> um, which will be interesting because I think we should do like if we have enough listeners by that point, we should let them decide what we get tattooed. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm gonna squash that right now. <laughs> that could end poorly. That we could decide one. for each other what we get, what the other person has to get tattooed. There you go. That'll, I, that'll, I still, I still don't. Yeah, do that'll that. still end poorly. Uh, uh, not not horthy, but any you guys are Practical Joker fans? Uh, a, l- a little bit. There, wow. there was an episode they do these uh, their punishments at the end. Whoever loses, and uh, they all lost one thing. So the the one guy made them all get tattoos, and they didn't know what they were getting. So the one guy had like uh, it says thirty six lives at home with Loma alone, three cats, yeah. and, <laughs> and the other guy had a, uh, a which is a, Mike's future by a, the way, a, a perfect picture tattooed of Jaden Smith's face on his thigh. <laughs> oh He's like, "This Jaden Smith on my thigh." Did what? did he at least pay for? All, oh, I'm I'm guessing the sh- the show. The show, show, show yeah. did, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, funny. For sure. Um, well, today uh, we're talking about angry animals, killer animals, killer animals. Uh, if you couldn't tell from Smoochkin's tearing my face apart uh in honor of that we uh, i crossed off another movie on my list of ones classics that i've never seen yeah oh yeah um <laughs> uh this is actually jay i'm gonna want to I'm, I'm gonna want you to use your uh sound architect uh skills and maybe add something to this uh this is on the list of <laughs> <laughs> you should just see his hands up in the air this massiveness right now 
Movies that make Mike a douche for not seeing. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. Just <laughs> like if you can make that sound like the pigs in space <laughs> intro or something like that. Uh, uh, I, you know what? I can't even be mad at that. Go ahead, Mike. What movie was um, it that I watched, you haven't seen? I finally watched Cujo. Yeah. Classic <laughs> Stephen King killer dog movie. Finally. Before we get um, into that. Uh, well, no, no, no. The reason I brought it up, though, is because that kind of directly oh, yeah, affects it, what we are drinking this week. Yeah, yeah he brought in Smoochkins, which went horribly. Uh, he, <laughs> We watched Cujo, and we're talking about killer dogs. So this week from Roke Brewery, right here in, uh, Royal, in Royal Oak, Michigan. Right in our backyard. Right in our backyard. Um, we're drinking Devil Dog, which is an oatmeal stout. Hand- handcrafted oatmeal stuff and uh mike said mike said that he liked when i read the back of the bottle from the ufo <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna do it again so you guys go ahead and drink while i'm doing this at roke we took two things that feel strongly that <laughs> I screwed that up wow at roke we took two things that we feel strongly about our beer and our nation's veterans and came up with devil dog oatmeal stout a tribute beer for the ww2 K9 Fighting Unit. It's really small print. <laughs> it's full-bodied and hearty with a dark pour, thick head, and complex flavoring with hints of oh, complex flavors with hints of espresso, chocolate, and toasted oats. Brewed in honor of our nation's finest soldiers on two feet and four. Salute to them and cheers to you. I kind right. of feel like you're the one that's reading at a uh, five I, year of high school hey, <laughs> reading level. Listen, the the lighting in here is not optimal oh, yeah, for the lighting. And the plus, lighting. I'm getting old. You know, like it's uh, these eyes are 31 years old, Mike. I uh, have a so tough time old. with small print. Well, let's give it a try. Yeah, let's. Um, it's delicious. Now I have. I do, uh, I, I, we've actually had this a lot because this is one of my. Um, I think I mentioned that my dad owns a, a beer distributor up in the Thumb of Michigan, and this is actually one of his products. So we've had quite a few Devil Dogs, quite, and um, quite a few. We do enjoy it. It's very good. And, now this is uh, your first time having it, though, Jerry. Yeah, that is correct. What, what do you, what think, you of think of it? it? I really enjoy it. Nice. I I honestly Roke Brewery. I there's not a lot that I've had from there that I don't like. No, they are they're on point. They yeah. they know what they're doing. Yeah, for sure. It's um, you're hard pressed to find a lot of like we were saying last week that you know, <clears throat> like microbreweries are popping up everywhere. Yeah. This area especially, although there's a lot of them, there's a lot of really good ones. So it's it's kind of cool to live in this area because there's there's a lot of really cool places to go where you can get really good beer. Yeah, throw a stone and you're gonna hit four or five breweries. Right. You know, um, and you go to you go to the west side of the state, Grand Rapids area, and yeah. there's you know Founders is oh, there. Like, Grand I mean, Rapids, there's, there's like a ugh, thousand of them over there. Brewery it's Vivant, awesome. which is my personal favorite. There's uh the well yeah we'll get into that some other time <laughs> we're talking about cock movies because they're well that's that's Mike's <laughs> other podcast <laughs> <laughs> their logo is a big rooster okay okay the, the, the butt kill podcast <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what my tattoo for you is going to be he's be on saxophone you know welcome to the butt the Butt Kill Podcast. All right, so All right, that's like a turn. Um, moving, so, m- moving along here, we got uh, last week we biffed a little bit. Well, we biff every week, but <laughs> we biffed. Um, uh, we have a few corrections 
Just a few. I'll start. You got yeah. Go ahead. Um, last week we mentioned a movie called Vulgar, the VSQ Kevin Smith movie about uh, clown rapage. Yeah. And uh, we had said that Vulgar was about a clown that does the raping when in fact it is the. No, no, no. You said raped by a clown. Yeah, raped by yeah, a clown that is doing the raping. However, it's not. It's actually about the people that hired him who raped the clown. Oh, they raped the yeah, clown. Yeah, it's it's, it's backwards. I had it backwards, but uh, either yeah. way is. Bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a clown that went from doing kids' birthday parties to making extra money doing bachelor parties, and he got hired. And like these, like two brothers and a father raped him. And, yeah, it's it's. What the hell kind of bachelor party has a <laughs> has a clown? Well, I mean, if you're, let's be honest. If I, if I was getting married, you wouldn't want to get me some crusty old clown to give me lap dances because it would be hilarious. Most certainly not. Oh, all right. Why would I want to watch that? <laughs> If you ever get married. Different different strokes for different (laughs) folks, I guess. (laughs) If if there's a chance of you ever getting married, we're all flying to Japan or something. (laughs) Because it's not going to happen. No. You're going to die alone. There you go, Jay. Do your magic. Um, So another another correction. We were talking about Rob Zombie, and we mentioned uh, Broad Street Bullies. Right? Broad Street Bullies? Broad Street Bullies? Yes. Yes. And we kind of talked about how we'd like to see if he had the chops to really direct anything other than horror. And the fact is, he has directed more than just horror. Um, He directed the Tom Papa Live in New York uh, stand-up special, which is pretty weird. Have you seen it? No. It's, I have not. It, it's pretty good. Tom Papa's pretty funny. Uh, he directed an episode of CSI Miami, uh, as well as like 27 music videos, and commercials for Ambro Manufacturing, which is mm-hmm. strange, and even stranger for Woolite. Although when I, I saw the, I, I, I saw like he directed a he directed a commercial for Woolite. I was like, oh wow. That's that's really way out of and his range. And then we watched it. And <laughs> we watched the it's it's a very Rob Zombie wool like <laughs> commercial. But I actually do remember seeing that commercial when I it was on. I think it might have been a Super Bowl commercial. Uh, that wouldn't shock me. I, it wouldn't shock me. They probably had to pay it, him a whole bunch to do it. Right. So it's out there. It's, a, it. it's basically it's basically like a thirty second wool like commercial that looks like. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Washing washing their sheets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also he had. A, I mean, it's still it's still definitely like in the like I haven't seen it, but everything that I've heard, uh, the haunted world of El Superbisto, his animated feature. Yeah, it's very Rob Zombie. It is, but it's still it's an it's an animated feature, uh, which is yeah, but it's 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 like. It's a Rob Zombie movie that's animated. Yeah. Like there's as far as I'm sure that it's it's a different way to direct animation. I'm yeah. sure, uh, but it's still very much him though. You wouldn't look a, at that and say, "Well, it's a lot that's of, different for him." Like it, it's as far as I understand, it's a lot of comedy though. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember back to it. I've watched. Oh, I, you actually I watched, have seen it. I watched like half of that. I've not seen the whole okay. thing. Um, I I end I pretty I need to go, cast. Right? I need to go back and rewatch it because I didn't like it at the time. I mm. remember. Uh, Maybe we'll do an animation episode. That could actually be kind of fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. But um, I remember when I when I watched it, it was really um, it was kind of strange to watch. Like the pacing was really weird. And I I was just not into it, and I ended up turning it off halfway through. Really? Uh, maybe I was in this in the wrong frame of mind to watch it too, though. Um, yeah. I'll give it another shot. I'm not gonna pass judgment on it yet, but. Yeah, that happens um, sometimes where you pop something and you're just like. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> and then you revisit it and you're like, well, wow, I don't know why I 
didn't like this. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any other corrections? Uh, I did not. I actually thought there was going to be more, but then when I looked up stuff, we were we were dead on. Yeah, I, uh, I thought I don't know. I thought there was I thought there was one other thing, but I either didn't write it down or I I can't remember because I didn't write it down. So anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, we also we kind of wanted to start doing like a in in the news. Yes. Um, uh, feature on the show here, just because there's always there's always new things happening in the horror world that are exciting, and if we don't talk about them, then what the hell kind of a horror podcast are we? Um, well, I guess we're the kind that just doesn't talk about news. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> s- starting off first, I uh, I watched the new trailer for Shin Godzilla. Oh, I'm so excited for it. Which Mike is Mike is a huge fan of the um, kaiju. Uh, yeah, with a uh, to- Toho to- oh, uh, Toho Pictures. Yeah. Toho Pictures. Well, but- I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan in the sense that I love Godzilla, and they've put out some other stuff that I've seen too. Obviously, lots of giant monster movies. And yeah. Stuff, but I mean, there's a ton of Toho stuff that I've never seen. So I mean. Well, and there's no there's no beating the the original, you know, giant rubber suit Godzilla. Suit. Like it's that dude. The first most the last time you watched the original Godzilla, either of you? Uh, I watched it with you like last winter. Oh, did we? Yeah. Did- what year was it in the theater? Uh, it was 19... <laughs> it was in the 50s, wasn't it? Yeah, I, was, I, I can't remember the... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't well, know the date. That, that was the last time I saw that old <laughs> movie there. Where when we watched it? Eh? <laughs> no, it, 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 Robert, Robert Shaw just showed up to, tell, <laughs> to talk about the last time when he saw I Godzilla. When I was your age! Um, uh, uh, that, movie's, that movie is... is, is freakishly scary though like when you watch like, the black and white like, like that movie was so well made and it's so scary for what it is it's just a guy in a suit cra- crashing around you know like like wooden cities essentially and you can and you well, can like, tell what it is but it's still scary I as think, all shit i think the like, fact too like the the black and white and how dark everything is it's almost like he's masked by shadows the entire time, which makes it even scarier. You yeah. can, like, you can kind of yeah. see his outline and you can see his eyes and his teeth, which is really... Giant monster movies, even the ones that they try to take seriously, though, like, they're not taken that seriously anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you're in Hollywood, you're making a giant monster movie. It's like everybody knows, oh, well, we're making a giant monster movie. Like, whereas back then when they made that, that was like one of the most terrifying things people had ever seen. Right. Like, it was, I don't know. Oh, like uh, like Cloverfield is pretty. Still Hollywood though. It still has yeah. it still has Hollywood written all over it. Like like the original Godzilla though, it just stands completely on its own in terms of how scary that movie actually is for the genre that it's do, in. Do you like it even more than your favorite movie, Godzilla nineteen ninety eight? Um, listen, listen, <laughs> listen. So bad. Uh, we're gonna talk about you, that. We someday. will talk about this because I have a point to prove about that movie. I we're not gonna get into it. I'm not gonna give no. it away. But I, I kid, have a point I to kid prove. right now. But we did get into a conversation about this a couple weeks ago, and you started to sway me a little bit. Uh, I'm I'm telling you, if I if I ever make my bootleg cut of it, which I want to do, which again we'll get into in another day. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you guys fishing until we get into it. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah. Um, so what else is in the news, Michael? Uh, what else is in the news? There oh, was yeah. Ch- a... Check out the Shin Godzilla th- uh, uh, trailer. Yeah. It's um, awesome. Unless we missed something, there wasn't a whole lot in the news as far as like you know movie news, but there were trailers that dropped. So there's the Shin Godzilla, and then also a uh, trailer just dropped is out today or yesterday for uh, a new movie called Dead Awake. Which we which... watched right before we recorded. We did. Uh, it's uh, it, it has to do with a topic that I know at least myself and James find absolutely just 
frightening. Sort of, uh, frightening, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's about sleep paralysis and what happens to people in the middle of the night when they can't, when they're wide awake but can't, can't do anything. Which and it's what was the name of that documentary? Was it just called Nightmares? <sighs> I don't know. I'll have to look it up it, off the top it, of my head. On, I don't know. It's on Netflix. There's a there's a documentary. Be corrections have for you, next week. <laughs> have you even watched it yet? No, I haven't. I was gonna wait for you because. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> well, let's watch it soon. All there's right. a documentary on on Netflix. I think it's called Nightmares. Mm-hmm. I think, but uh, and it's a, and it's about people who have sleep paralysis. But not only do they have sleep paralysis, they it's like they hallucinate when they're paralyzed they hallucinate about people standing over them or coming into their room and it's just really yeah, freaky so when i saw this trailer yeah. it kind of that's what that's what it made me think of yeah and 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 it looks it looks so good that even though the movie has certain elements that i hate in horror movies um i i still want to see it because the idea of sleep paralysis is terrifying to me like yeah so the movie's uh, documentary is actually called The Nightmare. The, the Nightmare. Nightmare. We, were there for we were check out. Yeah, we should uh, we should all watch that soon and talk about it. We could probably actually just do an episode about uh, you know like do- horror documentaries. At some I would point. love to. Yeah, I got I got. So there's like the urban legend one and and stuff yep. like that. So. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but this movie though, um, it, like I said, it has it has some things in it that I don't typically like. It's got your your standard ghosts. I mean, we're assuming at this point that it's a ghost. It could be anything, but it's that standard like creepy the ring type girl crawling up out of bed with her arms like. I don't, well, Mike Mike doesn't I, like Japanese horror, and, and it's he, the imagery you get from a lot of those movies. He doesn't really like. Um, uh, he doesn't like ghosts to look like people. Is I that, don't. I don't like ghosts that you like don't. A, I don't know. Like you like that, a more astral sort yeah. of... Uh, like the whole girl crawling on the ground looking like she's disjointed like in the ring or... Uh, which I, I haven't seen it, but I think the grudge is the same way. It, right? Well, yeah, it's all... It's like, like that That does not strike... That's not a ghost to me. So when you use that imagery as a ghost, it just bothers me. I, I just... Because it's it's not... It takes ever, me out of it. I don't you know. you ever seen a ghost? Um, well, I don't know. So... I think I might have once. <laughs> okay. I, but I don't know. <laughs> So who are you to say what ghosts look like? That's that's true. That's true. However, um, I don't know. It just it just it, it it bothers me. It's not a you're wrong. It's just something that I'm not into. Let's just settle on that. That being said, though, the idea of, of sleep paralysis and something attacking you yeah. while you can't move though is just so frightening. Super scary. I, I want to see it regardless. Yeah. Like, even though I might not care for that aspect of it, I still want to see it because mm-hmm. the subject matter is so good. And in the part in that trailer where which we could talk about it because people are gonna watch it anyway. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Go watch it now. But the um. <laughs> She's laying there in the bed and can't move, and that creepy girl is just climbing and hovering and like breathing right in her face, and mm-hmm. she can't do anything about it. Right. Yeah, that's that's, that's that's terrifying. What's more scary than yeah. that? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, be- there's, there's other movies that that play that way too sometimes, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they start you know uh, <laughs> kind of um, Mike, uh, Mike's other podcast the the butt kill <laughs> uh, one other thing that's uh, because of drugs <laughs> I, re- I read that there is uh, an extended cut of the Evil Dead remake coming out on Blu-ray yes I did read about that uh, it's supposed to be out apparently by Halloween god I hope so I'm not sure what they cut out of that movie but I'm excited to see it yeah um, uh, we had I I when we when we first saw the remake I mean because Evil Dead is the Evil Dead franchise is Mike's 
bread and butter. Like yeah. that's his favorite I, uh, franchise. I, in I the recently whole world. pulled out all of my uh, versions of the movie that I own, <laughs> and uh, I took a picture and sent it to Jim. It, I'm, it's only mildly obsessive. Actually, you, we're gonna post. <laughs> we're gonna post it on on Instagram. I, I'll uh, take a better picture. I'll take a better picture. Yeah, because it, it's, it's it's great. How many copies were there? Oh God! Seventeen, eighteen, something like. Or was there more than that? Oh well, I mean, this was Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness. Right. Um, uh, this, the new series and the remake is all all together. Yeah. Um, I probably have. Um, let me do this math in my head here. Do it faster. It's probably around 35, 40 copies. <laughs> everything all together. A little uh, obsessive. Uh, and and honestly, I'm missing a lot. So that I I yeah. added two. I added two to the collection <clears throat> just a couple days ago. The Army of Darkness bootleg edition with the paper bag for a cover. Yeah. Uh, and then also I added the. Um, uh, it was just another version of uh, Evil Dead 2 that I, I hadn't had before. Another release. So my goal is to own every U.S. release of any movie in that franchise. That's my that's my goal. I'm just I'm I'm gonna start making. I'm sorry. I picked up the Steel Book. I picked up the Best Buy Steel Book of the original Evil Dead. That's what it was that I picked up the other day. I'm gonna start. I don't ma- even remember anymore. <laughs> I'm going to start making bootlegs. And I'm I'm gonna have our buddy Chris Jordan make like really convincing looking uh, box art for me, and then I'm gonna start putting them up on on eBay and baiting you in. And I'm just gonna start making I don't money buy, off you. I don't buy anything off eBay. You don't? Nope. Where do you buy it? I just in my travels. I in my travels. In, my travels. in well, his no, like, travels from here as a, to uh, Hall Road. As a as back. a collector, as a collector, the most of the fun in collecting though is the hunt to find stuff. Mm-hmm. eBay is a little bit like cheating to me. Jim, you let, can get let, anything that you want off eBay. Like for me, it's like when I go to a store and I'm looking through the movie, like thrift stores or swap meets or flea markets, you know, what have you, mm-hmm. you know, when you find that thing that you've been looking for forever, it's like, Oh God, like you grab it so quickly and you're, you're looking at it like, like it's this newborn baby treasures. <laughs> Jim, you exactly. and I, let's like, open this dingy little video like store. And we'll sell all your bootlegs there. We'll, we'll, we'll hire someone to work for <laughs> that us. Wouldn't get, that wouldn't we'll get just shut down market. quick at all. <laughs> Let's buy that place um, on Grasha that for some reason is never open, but all the lights are oh, on. No, oh, no, no, that hot hits? Hot hits. They, um, this is, we'll have this conversation off the air, yeah. but I found out stuff about that building. Okay. They're, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, um, we'll talk about that later. But yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so the extended cut of Evil Dead, uh, I'm excited for it. Yeah. There was rumored when that movie came out, it was rumored that, um, that Bruce Campbell... Uh, the, the scene was when she's walking down the road at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. the very end or whatever. Yeah. And a, uh, a pickup truck comes and passes her and then stops and backs up uh-huh. and then asks her if she needs help. And that's Ash. Oh, that really? Was, that was a rumored scene. Now, the thing is, I don't don't quote me. It might not be on there. They might not have shot it. It was one of those scenes, though, that was rumored to have been shot that they omitted from the final cut. They are, um, as far as I know, they're making a second one, you know. Uh, well, they've been talking about it. Nothing's been announced, though. Oh. Like, Fidi Alvarez wants to do it. Um, there was also talk of an, uh, an Evil Dead, or uh, Army of Darkness 2 right afterwards, and then they were going to do a third movie. Like, there was going to be the, the Evil Dead remake sequel, Army of Darkness 2 that Sam Raimi was going to direct, mm-hmm. and then there was going to be a third movie that bridged the two timelines together because, supposedly, these movies, they take place sort of in the same world right so the idea was to make a third movie that was gonna that was gonna pin them together um however since the release of ash versus evil dead i think 
those that that idea had gotten scrapped. But now I've heard rumors just within the last couple of weeks that Raimi is still thinking about doing another feature. But like it's at this point, it's, it's all up the, in the air. Yeah, right now. there's 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 no real news to be had. It's just speculation and people talking. So right, I'd be the first in line if they did it though. Like I, anything Evil Dead related, I'm, <laughs> I'm in. So um, one more thing in in big news. Oh, very big news. Uh, something historic happened to me today. I tweeted my very first tweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. I've never used Twitter before. I had no idea how to do it. Um, and, and actually, you know, we've been asking on the show, like, hey, if you want to talk to us. Uh, people have been talking to us on Instagram and on SoundCloud and stuff, and which is really cool. And we said, give us a reason to use Twitter because we don't really. And they did. They did. Uh, the, these guys from this podcast called Beyond the Veil Podcast, which is an awesome podcast. Yeah, I was if, listening to an episode this morning. Yeah. It's, it's really, really... And I, actually, I started listening to it before you even told me that they that you were having a conversation with them. Right. So it was kind of like a, a weird... And they, uh, I, coincidence. I know, they kind of remind me a lot of us, which is why I think I... I feel as though we might be kindred spirits. Every once in a while, <laughs> I do get tired of listening to our voices. It happens. Like, I'll listen to us all day long, but then every once in a while I get tired of it, so I gotta find somebody else. So, uh, I started listening to these guys, and, um, what's the name of the other one? Buds, uh, Buds, Beers, and Brutality. Yeah, yes. Which is, they, they do like, they get drunk and do horror commentary, mm-hmm. which is awesome. So, and, uh, and I was also, I was tweeting with them as well. All right. Look at me, I'm on fire. Look at this, look at this tweeter <laughs> over here. He's just tweeting the dates. I was, hey, I was, I was proud. I, I've never done it before. I, I literally, I felt like an old man going like, How, what is this contraption? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so thanks for getting me talking on, on uh, Twitter, yeah, fellas. The, uh, we've, the, within the last week, week and a half or so, we've had an absolutely amazing response to the show. So if, if you were one of those people, you know who you are. Thank you. Yeah. Um, makes us think that we're actually and doing something you know, worth you know what <laughs> listening I, to here. You know what I never knew is like there's a, I never, really, I guess I never really knew that there's like a community of podcasters. Same, same. Like people, like people from other podcasts are, it's almost like, you know, we've all been in bands. <laughs> And how you you kind of get buddy bands and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like there's just we're talking to all these other people from podcasts and they're reposting our stuff and we're reposting their stuff and it's it's pretty cool how everybody kind of just wants to help each other out. It's it's it's, it's a yeah. cool community and I actually I'd venture to say too that it's the horror community. Oh, I'm sure. I, I'm sure yeah, everybody's absolutely. like this, but everybody knows that the horror think, community, fans of horror movies and, and people who do this kind of stuff. I don't think the drama community is... Uh, is their podcast about drama? It's just, it's just a bunch of drama queens over there. <laughs> hey! All right. <laughs> no, it's it's um, it's cool. Though. No, like Everybody's yeah, the, just kind of really friendly with each other. The and horror community it has always been like real tight knit you find people well, that you have things in common with and like that you know well it's like, like horror, look horror what, fans are you direct even directors will say like horror fans are the best fans well uh, you know you've heard uh um you know we both listen to the movie crypt mm-hmm. um adam green and joe lynch and they talk about all the time y- y- you can go to a horror con you can't go to a romantic comedy con <laughs> you can't go to a comedy con as far as i know of uh you can't go to a, a drama con like Horror is this community that you don't see in other genres of film. And, and you know what? That's one thing that I kind of expected to see uh, when we went and saw the Rob Zombie flick 31. Yeah. 
because that was a, a pre-viewing for it, and all the people that are going to see it are, must be fans of that and of that genre of, of movie. Uh-huh. And no one really interacted with each other to say, what are you a fan of talking, or how'd you think of the movie, or nothing like that. Everybody was in on their own and out on their own. Yeah. I didn't see anybody talking to people that knew, that didn't know each other, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I expect to see some more. To of be that. to be fair, we didn't really either, though. No, but that, I mean, right. like, I maybe maybe most horror fans are because uh, even though we're on here and we talk and we you know seem like we we like I mean we do like to do this, but like we're all kind of shy people <laughs> uh, in the real world. Yeah, yeah this is the fake a, world. Like, right. This is the uh... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is the world where you can wear a mask and do anything you want. You know. So I I, I guess it's different if you were to go to a, like a horror con. Everybody there is right. there for the exact same reason. And even if you were there, you'd be more apt to talk to those people. Right. Yeah. I, I think at a movie, it's a little bit different of a vibe. You know what yeah. I mean? Shut up. I'm trying to watch a movie. <laughs> hey, are you liking this yeah, so far? Like, like horror cons too. Like you go, you, the people that do cosplaying and whatnot, like they get all dressed up or whatever. And mm-hmm. you go there and you're just amongst friends. Like nobody right. looks down on anybody for anything. It's, yeah. it, it's, it is a really awesome community and that has transferred over to the horror podcasting community which we're now seeing like so like like you said i never knew this community even existed yeah um <laughs> happy to be a another part of thing that i didn't realize is man there's a lot of social media to keep up with like when oh, we were geez. in bands it was easy it was like myspace back in the day and then it was like facebook that's it yeah now we got i mean not now now doing it and there's twitter instagram facebook uh uh, Snapchat, Snapchat, SoundCloud. Uh, oh, I don't even. We didn't. Have we started a Snapchat yet? No, we're not going to. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry to any of our, our Snapchat tees. Well, and I couldn't. There, I, I can't believe we haven't been using Twitter because the response well, was so I quickly use, so crazy. I, I don't use Twitter. I've never been a Twitter user. Uh, well, you've had a I Twitter have one. No, time. I have one. I rarely use. Only reason that I use it is to tweet at like the movie crypt. Mm-hmm. And then and to, Kevin Smith. <laughs> and Kevin Smith. And I once told Dolph Ziggler that his boots were stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Those are stupid boots, Dolph. <laughs> he wears moon boots. It's distracting, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. I've been on Twitter for years. But and, yeah. and still, and the same thing, never use it, you know? I mean, yeah. I, I use it more for my business side of things now where I'll share everything to a general on my social media. So that way it's posted up. But I think my personal Twitter, the first time I got it, uh, Rob Zona had me uh, get a hold of one and make one. And he told me to tweet P. Diddy. So I did. And that was the first tweet I sent out. Rob Zona, <laughs> a.k.a. Fat Chance. A.k.a. you got to be tweeting me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, we should uh, we should probably move along to yeah. what we've been watching. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, uh, <laughs> we, decide, we decided to add two new segments. Well, not two new, but yeah, two new segments. Uh Kind of, and now we're gonna, we are we're way behind keep, schedule. Well, I wouldn't say we're behind. We're gonna keep the we're gonna keep our movies we've watched. We're gonna try to condense it. We say that every week, and it doesn't yeah. happen, but we're gonna try to condense it. It should be easy for me because I didn't watch a ton this week. So, well, then I will start. I'll start. Go um, ahead. I watched a movie that I think that uh, both of you guys would like a lot. Uh, it's a movie called The Loved Ones. Uh, have you ever heard of this before? No. No, uh, tell me it's, more. It's an Australian film, and honestly, or it's New Zealand Australian. I. One that or two. I know it's two. Very, I know. I know that's two very different things. <laughs> I'm not sure which one it's from. So maybe corrections next week. Um, this movie's crazy. It's got like a 98 percent fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which blows my okay. mind yeah. because this movie. It's take your standard um, romantic comedy 
about you know the the girl who's not she's kind not really ugly she's kind of ugly I guess whatever and she asks the popular guy to the dance he says no and then she's all sad you know romantic comedy type movie or whatever mm-hmm. put that into a blender with Hostel <laughs> Australian by the way I, okay I just Australian. looked it up just yeah good um put that in a blender with Hostel and then you have the loved ones it is insane. It's it's a ma- it's a masterpiece so as it's far a, as so like it's a romantic comedy mixed with hostile. You said yes, it's insane. <laughs> uh, it, so, sounds like my love life. Girl, <laughs> this girl, this girl asks this guy to go to the prom, and he, and he's dating somebody, and he doesn't know how else to approach it. So he goes, "Oh no, I'm sorry, you know, I'm going with such and such." Blah blah. Well, then she gets pissed off, and her dad kidnaps him, brings him back to the house, and they have their own little prom. And I, I don't want to get into too much of the torture elements because it is very torture porny. It's weird. It's it's <laughs> it's it's weird because most torture porn movies they're really dark and you know dingy whatever. Mm-hmm. This one's so bright. There's disco balls in their house, and she's wearing this pink dress. Like, and it's very like it's very girly. Like it's a very girly torture porn kind of. I don't know how else to describe it. There's a twist at the end that's that's pretty awesome. Like, it, it, it's just an awesome movie. And this was uh, it was direct written and directed by a guy named Sean Byrne, and this was his directorial debut. Um, uh, he's done one movie after this that I have not seen. I intend to. I believe it's called The Devil's Candy. I'll talk about that maybe some other time, but I'm really interested in watching his did new you, movie because... Did you buy this or were you... I did buy this, yeah. Oh, okay. And there's an... Was un- this just one of those random... I had heard about it somewhere in, in, in my, you know, listening to or reading somewhere. I'd heard about it and I finally saw it, so I picked it up. This movie's insane. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... it's sh- crazy and and i have uh, honestly all the moves that we've seen recently that have come from either australia or new zealand they've been amazing are you speaking of the wolf creek movies the, there's the wolf creek movies which uh the uh, third one is on the way apparently oh really yeah. we need to watch that tv show still yeah we do uh but yeah no wolf creek housebound um oh, housebound. i'm drawing a blank was, but there was some housebound other was new, new zealand, zealand yeah I but believe, like yeah. but it's that that era area of the world though sure. like it, there's just good stuff coming out of there. Like it's 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 great. So, cool. um, yeah, yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, I actually just wanted to bring up a, a short that I watched. Mm. It's four minutes long. So if you're listening to this, go right now, watch it, and then come back and listen to me talk about it because <laughs> I I really really wait, liked it. Wait, wait. Okay, they're back. Let's okay. All right, <laughs> and we're back. Uh, it, it was called The Birch. And uh, it, it it's actually, like, when I first watched it, I thought it was just a trailer. And then I realized, oh, that was the whole thing. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's called The Birch. It, it was directed by uh, Ben Franklin, who's the uh, the creator of uh, Bloody Electricity, Cuts. Electricity, right? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Contemporary Ben I didn't, Franklin. I didn't, I didn't know he was around He's still. The, you've, you've, heard of, you've heard of Bloody Cuts, right? Uh, uh, it was a, no. I feel like that's that's no, I have not. Oh, okay, well, he's the creator of Buddy Cuts. Um, Anthony Melton, he's he's in all the, the he does all the same stuff with Ben Franklin, but Cliff Wallace, who did like um, special effects for Hellboy Two, Waxworks, The Forest movie that oh, okay. uh, Natalie Dormer was just in, uh, Doom. Doom. Well, no, I love Doom. Oh, Doom. <laughs> uh, Twenty Eight Weeks Later, Hellraiser. Uh, so yeah, the guy who did uh, like all the special effects for for those movies, and he did the special effects for this movie. Which the the creature, like when you see the creature, sorry, I just spoiled it. There's a creature in it, but it's uh, he's got a very he's got a very kind of signature 
style like you can you can look at this creature and and and, and kind of tell like as soon as i saw it i was like that looks a lot like the angel of death from uh hellboy 2 oh what no nothing i love that character That's yeah it's a very cool character i think doug did, was that doug jones uh yeah they played so. the angel of yeah, death yeah, as well I'm, in that? yeah um, I'm sure. yeah uh it's kind of like his characters are at the same time like horrifying and beautiful because when you see this bird the the birch the actual like the the character from this uh short it's like you look at it and it's it's like this is it's mesmerizing like it, it's, it is very yeah but <clears throat> like at the same time it's like i would not want to meet that thing you know so it, it's cool uh, i definitely recommend that you go out and watch it it's four minutes i've been trying to get mike to watch it for a week yeah i had better things to four friggin minutes out of your life tell you what, I, tell you what, I will watch it i will watch it and i will tell you on the next episode whether I how much you hated it just no. just to be a dick this is why i didn't watch it <laughs> it's, it's very cool though go go, uh, go take a look at it uh on the topic of shorts yeah i actually watched a short too oh not, not one, the one I asked not, you to, not, though. <laughs> not when I watched these three other one, ones. Let me not, tell you about them. Not one that I have never seen before, but uh-huh. I revisited Within the Woods. I uh, I finally got a DVD burner. Oh, wait. I just watched this with you. Uh, no, you watched the trailer for Book of the Dead. Oh, I fell um, asleep. I'm sorry. <laughs> Within that two minutes, I fell asleep. Did you really? Yes. Oh, and then I woke Christ. back up and I was like, that was really cool. <laughs> People, this is this is what I put up with. This is what I put up with. It's tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, no, uh, within the woods, it's the uh, it's the the short film that Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, and Scott Spiegel made in order to raise money for the Evil Dead. Right. So this is it's it's shot on Super 8 film. The, the versions of it that are available, you can see it on YouTube or whatever. The versions of it that are available, they're they're really 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 rough. Um, there has been talk of them remastering it. Campbell's mentioned it himself. Yeah. It's just never been released though. There's never been a good version of it released. Um, I don't know why. We'll probably never see it. Um, maybe Raimi just doesn't like it. I don't know. But uh, yeah, um, but I I finally got myself a DVD burn. This is something that I've wanted to put on hard copy just in case they uh, disappeared off the the interwebs. Oh, Mike was Mike was so proud. He's I was like, I was really proud. He was about to leave my house. Like I I desperately <laughs> needed to go to bed because <laughs> I had to get up so early the next morning. He's like and he's like seriously about to walk out the door and then he goes oh wait i gotta show you something that i'm like pretty proud about <laughs> hey, and man. he pops this thing in it was cool hey man it was very cool like because he uh well why don't you explain it no i was i was i was i was i was proud of it because i slaved over this because i've been wanting to make this move this dvd for a long time you can buy boots online uh but they're always crappy and they're always like not good quality or whatever um so i made one i made the, all the dvd menus and made them really cool with like these film canisters did you use the like, dvd menu with like the red curtains in the background no, of it no. in the beginning <laughs> no fuck that no <laughs> the one that comes stock i'm like every... <laughs> anyway point is i was very proud of what i did so i wanted to show off my yeah work. it was no it was very cool um, um have anyway, you watched anything else yes i did that doesn't pertain to yes. the subject of today yes that was kind of an uh offshoot but uh, i watched another movie today actually called dead and buried from 1981 Dead and buried that sounds really familiar it's one of those movies that i had seen the cover art for it everywhere is there i would always see it whenever i was looking up dead whatever online or whatever like that always comes up is there a scene with a needle in the eye yes ah. oh, <laughs> i knew i'd seen this movie before. oh you've seen it yeah oh my god yes well when was the last time you saw it long long okay. time ago 
It's, so were you searching for a, your typical dead by 28 and you came up with dead and buried? Or? <laughs> Nobody will understand that. But that is the, yes, cheers. Cheers me because that's cheers amazing. That. <laughs> oh, that band sucks. Um, <laughs> are they still around? I hope not. They're probably all juggalos now. Juggalos? Probably. We should do, uh, we should. I say juggalos and James just comes bursting back to life. Yes. Juggalos, where? Where? We, we, should, we, we won't should speak do, of Jim's we, past. We should do an episode where we just review all of, all of uh, the we should do records. A, we should do a commentary for American Juggalo. Uh, oh, <laughs> that documentary. Dude. American Juggalo, uh, Big Money Hustlers, and Big Money Rustlers. Yeah. Mm. yeah, they put out another one in 2010. Oh, yep, I remember It's that. a Western. Look out. Can we stop talking about Juggalos, please? You brought it up, We're, dude. I know, but you just took it go. places. Go, anyway, go, go, go. Dead and Buried, Dead and Buried. Uh, 1981, directed by a guy named Gary uh, Sherman, who directed Poltergeist 3. Trace. The third. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it is written... Here's This is what I thought was interesting. I, I picked up this movie. I found the uh, Blue Underground limited edition. And Blue Underground is one of those companies like Scream Factory, like uh, Arrow Video. They put out these really cool limited edition uh, uh, versions of these old movies. Mm-hmm. And I uh, happened to come across this. And I'm like, I, I saw it. I'm like, you know what? I've seen this movie everywhere. I'm going to finally pick it up. It was like three bucks. I picked it up. It's been sitting in my collection for a long time. I finally watched it. It was written by uh, Jeff Miller and Alex Stern, who wrote Alien and the original Total Recall. Oh, sweet. So there's a pedigree here. Like, okay, these guys are really good writers. Like, holy shit. Okay, so I'm, I'm into this. And then I come to find out that it's starring Robert England and his, like, second or third role, second or third role ever, uh, um, which is cool because young Robert England, uh, it's weird. If you've ever watched movies with young Robert Englund it's he's a little bit different like he's very you know very green and you can like tell that he's just like an excited actor to be in movies I don't know I don't know why I get that impression from him but I do well because well, once he became Freddie it was like yeah it's yeah. almost like, like the guys who the guys who become horror icons even though they go out into public or, or at cons they're, and they're stuff, always that guy they're friendly yeah. but they always they always have that kind of air yeah. to them like that like, there was uh there's another movie called eaten alive uh it was directed by toby hooper directly on the heels of texas chainsaw massacre that's the one with the alligators yeah it's, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a killer croc movie mm-hmm. which actually goes talk goes, about it today pretty good today <laughs> um but it was it was made right after texas chainsaw massacre right. before <laughs> massacre was even released so like this is before all the fanfare of toby hooper before everything else mm-hmm. that was uh robert england's first movie Oh, was it? Yeah, really? it was his very first movie. He's oh. so young, and it. it's 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 really fun to watch because he's he's like he's just he's one of those like, like I said he's excited to be acting. You right. can just kind of see it in his performance. Um, but it's also starring um, Dead and Buried, uh, Jack Albertson. Do you know who that is? Yep. You do? Yeah. Who is he? It's uh, Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka. <laughs> yep. oh, okay. He's been yeah, in a ton yeah, of yeah. other stuff, but that's what I know him from. Uh-huh. And uh, he plays he plays the county morgue who. Um, you know what? I'm not going to say it because it gives everything away. But he, he plays the the mortician. The town's mortician and funeral home director. Uh, and he's super creepy in it. And really? so it was really fun. It was his last role. Dead and Buried was his very last role. He died, if I'm not mistaken, the same year that this came out. Wow. He was dead and dead buried, and buried. <laughs> within, within a year. <laughs> Good Lord. No, well, honestly, he wasn't 28 years old, was he? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't remember a ton about that movie except for the needle in the eye. Uh, the needle in the eye is pretty. I watch. I'm like, go, oh, go, yeah. no! Like it's one of those scenes where you don't you you see it coming, but like they're not gonna do that. They're not gonna do that. 
and then they do well, it. Just what a what a helpless. It, the guy's helpless. He's in a full body cast. And the and, oh, and, and the, his, the fact that his lips are gone, so he's oh, got like yeah. his teeth are just showing. Yep, like so, yep. it looks like he's got a huge. He grin. can't he can't talk because he doesn't have lips. Oh, it's so scary. <laughs> and 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 what makes that scene so hot? What hot? <laughs> the nurse that does it. Oh. <laughs> Fine. Fine. <laughs> F Y N E. Girl, you fine. Uh, no, it's a it, that that being said, it's a it's a great movie. It's a little bit it's a little bit slow at first, but once you get into it, 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 it it's it's awesome. Uh, not, I, not unlike Mike. <laughs> a little bit slow at first. <laughs> Give him a chance. Uh, <laughs> it's the other podcast. <laughs> uh, All right. You know what? Right, you know what? what? I'm sorry. You have more to got, say about got, that and Mary? No. Okay. No, move on. All right. What the fuck have you been watching? <laughs> uh, it, everything else that I watched was I mean uh, I wanted to talk about Stranger Things because I thought that I finally was able to but it turns out I still have a half hour left in the in, in episode 8 so you, you did the whole deed right at the very end <laughs> right at the end you just I... shit the bed yep <laughs> so I can't so we'll talk about it next week because I feel like a fool um, but yeah, holy crap, do I love that that it's show so, so far? It's so good. I was talking to uh, our buddy Alex Sheldon, who might actually come on the show in a couple weeks um, to talk about some cool stuff. Spoilers! Spoiler alert! Um, and he said, like, he's the one, he's the one that like was really he, like he suggested it to me, and he's like, it's like Goonies and ET and and it and like just all these great movies combined. Have you watched it yet? No, I have not. Dude, I'm getting ready to start. Get uh, on it, dude. My girlfriend started watching it, and uh, she, oh, she started without yeah. you. <laughs> when I was out at um, one of my gigs last night, she watched the entire first season. <laughs> <laughs> she watched the she, whole thing. She had the day off, and, and, and I was, would got, recommend got, got some work done around that and work that she was working on, and be able to watch TV at the same time. I would time. recommend take this couch in this room, yeah, turn it towards that screen, and watch, watch it on your sound system watch because it down that here. movie yeah. or oh, movie yeah. that show has some of the best sound. Of like any series, it's I don't so. Know if you good. want to watch creepy things, yes, you down, do down here though. Yeah, you do. Yeah, well, you you're, do. You're your EVP guys. We can start. Yeah, EVP we sat here. We sat here and, and, and listen to you. Have them bring it in. Class one EVPs. <laughs> um, no, it's. Uh, I I love it so far, and I can't talk. I I won't allow myself to talk anymore about it because. But I was uh, like I was saying, I was talking to Alex about it, and he said, uh, I wish that I could erase my memory. And go back and watch it with popcorn and cola. This is what which Alex I, said? Yeah, which oh. I think by that he meant like, it, it's the type of show that makes you feel like a kid. Yes, it does. Like it I seriously, because of the score, like the John Carpenter type it's very, score. It's very Amblin. It's very uh, yeah. Steven Spielberg E.T. Like. Like it, it's like a, it's kind of, it's like a Stephen King movie like there's it's, so many it's like it's take the two the two awesome stevens the two King awesome Spielberg, stevens put them in a blender them together with a little bit of uh x-files and that's sure it. like <laughs> and it's uh and it and it yeah like it, it makes you it makes you feel like a kid like it's it, it made me feel like the first time i watched it when i was a kid yeah so and good. so so i totally get what he's saying like you just want to sit there with a oversized bowl of popcorn and some coca-cola and mm-hmm. just like go to town <laughs> But uh, but yeah. Okay. Uh, is that it? Uh, um, yeah. We'll talk more about that next week, or maybe we'll we'll even save it for when Alex is here because I know that he'd probably love to talk about it. Absolutely. So, um, um, and cool. I, yeah. So let's uh, break we're, into the tofu. All right. Yeah. So we're talking about killer animals. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, <clears throat> like we said earlier, Michael finally checked a, a very important movie off of his I list. Did. I mean, I feel as though that one's not as big as like Jaws was. Or like The Exorcist will be. Yeah, this no, October. probably not. But it's still um, it's, it's still, still a big classic. One. It's a classic though. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones that people had seen it when they were kids, grew up with, and you know that it, it stuck with them. And unfortunately, give give me give me your opinion of the movie, and then I'm going to tell you why it's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, yeah, the, the movie itself was a little bit dated. That being said, though, the the plot of the movie I thought was fine. It was you know it's about a dog that gets rabies and and yeah. I mean, I feel as though there was lots of opportunities for spoilers. She's stuck in a car the whole third act, but they her her, they her and her kid the the wife and the kid I feel though I feel like there's opportunities for them to get out of the car. Like, just be super quiet when the dog is sleeping. Even a dog with rabies still sleeps, so you can sneak maybe a little bit more. I kind of was thinking that while we were watching it. Like, they did. He was like right by the car. Not all the time. He was in the house sometimes. Not in the house. He was in the the, the barn sometimes. In the barn, yeah. So if you're in a car out in the driveway, (laughs) dogs in the barn sleeping, you can very. Just don't shut the door for one. (laughs) Well, dogs. You can sneak. Dogs have very acute senses as it is, and he was hyper aware because of the rabies. So I just. I don't think that would have been realistic. I think the movie. I think the movie held up. I think that um, I. I it, it's kind of a snapshot of when those movies came out because if that movie was done today, that Saint Bernard would be like mutated somehow. It would be like you know what I'm saying like something would have something else would have happened to well, it. Well, you well, wouldn't have just a Saint Bernard attacking people. It just wouldn't happen. You'd have here's, like a lip ring and <laughs> <laughs> septum piercing. You know. Here's the thing: is uh, this is one of those Stephen King adaptations where I think you lose a lot in in the uh, in in translation because. The well, first of all, the book uh, Cujo. It's it, it's it's implied that Cujo is actually uh, um, possessed with the spirit of. Ah, uh, jeez, I can't remember. Wait, so name. it wasn't rabies in the book? Uh, I can't. It's been so long since I've read any of the book, but uh, uh, this this the book the book Cujo was supposed to be sort of a, a, a kind of an unofficial sequel to the uh, the book The Dark Side. Okay, is that is that what it's called? The Dark Side. Dark uh, Side. Jesus. Full disclosure: I have never read any Stephen King. Oh, uh, The Dead Zone. Sorry, really? Not, not The Dark Side. The Dead Zone. Well, because I own the Dead Zone movie, have never watched it. Do you? I didn't know. Oh, those, the, oh I, the Dead I, Zone movie's great. I didn't know they were connected. Um. Well, there's a serial killer in The Dead Zone. His name is. Sorry, excuse me. Uh, Frank Dodd, and you know how you know how Tad is really super scared of the boogeyman in his closet in the yes. movie. Yeah. In the book, he's actually like haunted by the spirit of Frank Dodd. Really. Right. So this kid has the worst luck in the world. First, he's haunted by the spirit of a killer, and then he comes up against a deranged dog. Well, the thing that's possessed that, by like the spirit of Satan. <laughs> no, it's it's possessed by the spirit of Frank Dodd. Oh, the dog is. Yeah. Oh. That's why I said in the book it's implied that he's actually possessed by the spirit of this serial killer. Uh, how does that happen? Um <laughs> as Stephen King. <laughs> as Stephen King and he won't be able to tell you because uh Cujo is actually like I I, I I know for this book, for certain, but I think that like all of his books have sort of like, like one was the cocaine book, 
One was the oh. Xanax book. This was the drunk book. <laughs> Stephen King has gone on record as saying he literally does not remember writing Cujo, which is amazing because it's a great book. Dude, dude, he the, doesn't this remember. guy was totally on drugs, totally drunk. It's amazing. Well, no, but, but, no like, l- listen, when you, and I, when you and I get to drinking, we can barely sit here and talk on microphones without sounding like assholes. He wrote an amazing novel and can't even remember any of it. Kind of like our first episode. Exactly. <laughs> it's like listening to some certain songs from the 70s, you know? And you listen to the lyrics and they're like, I rode the purple donkey through the lavender colored town. And they go on like random stuff, you know? And you're what like, what song is that? <laughs> the bees had wings made of wood. Well, it's, and it's like, it, uh, it makes no sense. Well, it's like how they say that the, the dude from uh, Iron Butterfly in the Garden of Eden. In a, yeah. in a garden of Vita, baby. Like, he was just so drunk that it came out as in a garden of Vita when he was actually saying in the Garden of Eden, but he was just super hammered. <laughs> right. you, you saying then all I heard was typo negative. Fun, fun, fun <laughs> fact, just as completely unrelated to the show, but we actually owned the PA system of Iron Butterfly <laughs> in Search the City for a really? while. Mm-hmm. Uh, this band that I used to be in and now am kind of in. Oh, no, you're in it. Again. Oh, you're in oh, it. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm in it. You're in it. <laughs> uh, called Search the City. Uh, we owned the Iron Butterfly PA for a while. It was a piece of shit, but it was cool because it was kind of like a part of history. Right. Know? Was it was it tough like iron and soft like a butterfly? Exactly, that's what it was. <laughs> so, anyway, getting back to Cujo. Um, um, no, no I, so so that's why I said, and and like the book is actually, it's not, I mean, it is, you know, it's about the killer dog, but the the book, much like every other Stephen King novel, is kind of more like, it's it's more an exploration of the, the relationships between the characters rather than the dog. What, what came first, it or Cujo? Um, Do we know? It's like the tofu or the bean, which came first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I'm just curious because I'm wondering. I if... actually don't. I think Cujo, but okay. I'm not entirely sure. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'd have to. I'd so have to is, look it up. This is pre kids having gangbang in his books. Stephen King. Well, I, Stephen King's always been messed up with kids, though, because I'm not. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to figure this out. Cause <clears throat> I didn't know there was a gangbang in the last one. <laughs> well, an, another another thing though is like I like so. You said that this, like, when we were watching Cujo, you're like, I don't know, it just didn't, like, it didn't scare me. You know, like, I always, you heard so much about it. Yeah. You know, it, like. That's Cuj- a product, though. That's a product of me watching it, though, as as an adult. As an adult. As opposed to watching it, you know, when I was a kid. Right, exactly. Which so. is, like, one of the one of the disadvantages I feel like you have of watching a lot of these quintessential horror movies yeah. at an older age. That being said, though, Jaws. Is I mean, granted, Jaws is Jaws, yeah. so I mean, it's different. But that movie was totally effective. When we saw that in the theater, there was people behind us screaming still when he popped out. <laughs> like it was the it was the best See, movie experience. Yeah, one of the one Seeing of the it best. On the big like, screen was amazing. Yeah, it was it was incredible. I felt like I was watching it when people watched it. You know, for the first time, You're like running out of the theater. Yeah, puking like it was stuff. awesome. I was like, oh my god, this movie's amazing. Like, I mean, I, I knew it was going to be, but. That experience of seeing it in a theater with other people, I think, I think that's a big problem with with horror movies in general. Is not a lot of people. I mean, people still go to the theater, sure, but like back in the day, going to the theater was an experience. That was an outing for like the whole family. You know, like, like that yeah. was a big, big deal. Nowadays, people watch fucking horror movies on their phones. 
you're not getting that experience. You don't feel the jump because it's this tiny little yeah. shark not jumping mention, out of the water. Not to right mention, there. I mean, I don't know if you have your headphones in, you can still. <laughs> no, but my point is that part of the experience of horror movies, though, is the people around you. It's watching it with yeah. a crowd of people because you get that that whole like semblance of everyone around you, and like you're you're kind of reacting as a group. Absolutely, you, like it's just I, it's... like Paranormal Activity is one of my. Like, even if it's not the greatest movie in the world, it's one of my best movie-going experiences yeah. because the, whole, the crowd was so it's reactive like those, It's like those it. shots you see in, like, the trailers where it's like, this movie terrified audiences across the entire U.S. And it, and it shows and then, people with the night vision on them, yeah, like, out yeah, in the crowd. Like, yeah. like, they're all freaking out. Yeah. yeah, that's how Paranormal Activity was. Like, it's the first movie I've ever been to where people were actually screaming out loud in and a I theater. And I thought the same thing, too, because I saw it with you guys first, and I saw it, like, the second day with a different group of people. Yeah. And the second time around watching it, people were, there was more of the, yo, don't run in there and don't go in that room and and, and stuff like that to where people weren't reacting in the theater. And that right. was disappointing. Yeah. So you can have that opposite experience, even for the same movie. As, yeah. As I, the sure, first I guess it all depends on, it all depends on, and yeah. It's like just every once in a while with. you get that magical combination of oh, people. Yeah. That's, that that's also why it's also like for these kind of movies, it's important <clears throat> to go see them when they first come out. If you can, right. if you can swing it, go see them. You know, when yeah, they first exactly. come out, because you're seeing it with a fresh audience. A lot of the, sometimes you go to see it later. Some people have already seen it once, or you know, they've, or they've, they've they had it know spoiled it. Yeah. by their friends or whatever. Right. Or the, well, or the trailers show so much of the freaking yeah. movie that it doesn't even matter anymore. So my my point was though is uh, like we're watching Cujo, and I like well first of all I have read the book like years and years and years ago, but. Uh, something that affected me that probably didn't affect you as much because we're watching the movie and uh, sorry this is going to be full of spoilers if you haven't seen Cujo then but I don't know what are you me? <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> then hang out with Michael Heckman more and you guys can talk about how you suck at life but uh sorry Mike hey Mike's a good guy leave him, leave him alone <laughs> no he, uh I'm like I watch Cujo and I the parts where Tad is like having seizures and stuff like that not only did that affect me because it freaks me out because I have a kid who, well, I mean, in the movie, Tad, essentially he's, he's in the older, movie. But, in the movie, yeah. Tad's six or seven. In the book, he's only four. But uh, I also know that I also knew and know that Tad in the book dies. Yeah. So when I'm watching these scenes of him having seizures and stuff, I have I have the scene from the book in my you're head. You're waiting for him to die. Right. But he doesn't, which is terribly, terribly affecting to me. Like that, like well, yeah, because I'm. It's not that I'm like sitting there waiting for him to die in the movie. It's just that I know what really happened to him in yeah. the book, and that, and it makes me really sad. So I was sitting there, and even now at the age of thirty, well, especially at the age of thirty-one, now that I have kids, it, it like broke my heart to watch this kid going through this. Yeah. Plus, I've heard that they. To get those reactions out of uh, Danny Pintaro, uh -huh. the kid, I, the yeah, kid, the kid from Who's the Boss. Um, oh, is that the same kid? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, to get those reactions out Cujo, of him. Cujo, Cujo is the boss. Cujo is the boss. <laughs> <laughs> Just... <laughs> to get those reactions out of him, I've I've heard that they like actually, they purposely like scared the shit out of the kid. It's so mean. <laughs> yeah, and so like I'm watching this and like it it bums me out because I'm like that kid was these were like real moments of terror in his life maybe maybe stuff that affected him for a while afterward they scarred him for the sake of entertainment well, it's totally fine in hollywood and, Don't and worry that, totally, about it. that really bums <laughs> me out so 
Um, what, what what has ever happened to child actors now in Hollywood? They're always fine, right? Yeah, always fine. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, ask, Culkin, ask Victor, uh, ask Victor uh, Salva. He'll yeah. tell you. Oh come on! <laughs> By the way, isn't there? There's a Jeepers Creepers I three. Gonna, I was gonna say ask Corey Haim, but uh, did oh did he get oh, Amanda Bynes? Got, <laughs> come <right>? on! Yeah. <laughs> um, um, okay, so all right, so. <laughs> off the topic of Cujo, oh. spend a lot of time on Cujo. Okay, I, we could actually probably, we could, probably we could, go on for a could. while about it. Yeah. Well, no, well, Cujo was about you know a, a dog. We've all had dogs in our lives, right? Uh, have there ever been uh, any movies that you've seen though with killer animals that have made you afraid though of like real life situations, like Jaws? People were afraid to go into the water with Cujo. It's yeah. a killer dog. We've all been around dogs. So that's a legit thing. Uh, are there, has there ever been any movies though that really have scared the crap out of you about any type of situation or doing something or you know the the one that I was gonna bring up, but we made rules for today as far as killer animals goes. Yeah. So okay, okay. On that topic, our, our rule for today was no, no insectoids. Yeah. Because that's going to be a whole different show. <laughs> yeah, because that's not. That, I mean, the even though they is, are part of the animal kingdom, you don't look like you don't look at a bunch of bugs and go, yeah. "Oh, look at all those animals." You go, "That's a bunch of bugs." So we're kind of saving that. Not to mention this. This topic could go so vast. We had to limit it, right? A little bit. Yeah, but um, um, it. I mean, like anything having like, for me, anything having to do with uh water-bound animals when I was younger mm-hmm. did freak me out quite a bit because there's not only is that like you're completely out of your element when you're in the water yeah like on the on land I like to think I'm kind of a badass which I'm not <laughs> but on land I'm like I, I you know I, I got I've got my footing like I, I can get to high ground I can kind of protect myself when you're in the water you're like completely at the mercy of whatever's in the water with you mm-hmm. That's how I feel anyway. Yeah. So like no, I, I, I agree. So like to me, Jaws, uh, Piranha, um, Lake Placid. Even a little <laughs> later in my life, like <laughs> especially in murky water, like when we go up camping every year and we go into the mighty Pinnabog, which you can't see. The only thing that's gonna get you in the Pinnabog is like syphilis. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just floating around. Nothing else. Nothing else can live in the Pinnabog except for syphilis. Um, which is that? That's that's horrifying on its own. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so to me, like wa- like water bound. There, there's a certain part of me too. Like I've only been to the ocean a few times, uh, but like I've I've been swimming in the ocean. Everything's fine. Recently, though, I feel like if I went back to the ocean, I would be a little bit leery about certain areas because you're hearing about a lot more animal attacks lately. You hear about right. the, the alligator attacks in Florida. You're hearing about, you know, sharks in California. You're hearing, you know, they're they, they're there, and and then you're hearing more more things about animals being in places where they didn't used to be, it's, and so it, that kind of creeps me out a little bit. It seems like a lot of that has to do with human error, though. Like you how? Also, well, I mean, not to not to speak ill of the the kid that got killed by the alligator down in Florida, but there was signs posted everywhere. Well, sure, they said, "Hey, there's, don't put your freaking kids in the water," even, and these assholes put their kid in the water, so now their kid is. Yeah, gone. but it's one of those things that we're. I don't know. You're right. There are signs posted. You probably shouldn't have been there, but it's one of those things that everybody just did. Well, signs are posted for a reason. Sure, you know? sure. So I, 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 there's no, there's you're no right, other you're way right. to put I don't, it. I don't know my <laughs> argument was for that, but you're you're no, you're right. Yeah, the water can be scary like that because you you don't know if there's a 
an alligator swimming underwater or a shark or jellyfish, anything coming at jellyfish, you, whatever. Jellyfish? You can't even fucking see jellyfish. Yeah, right. That's terrifying. Yeah. Well, and, and, and aside from like, you know, like I said, the murkiness of, of certain rivers, really, if you're if you're on the surface of even like the clearest ocean with your face right next to the water, it's still, everything is still distorted. You of can't course. see below you perfectly, you know. And that was a big thing. I was thinking we, uh, you know, because uh, when I took a trip down to Hawaii, we were looking at, um, uh, went scuba diving, and they say, oh, well, these areas are clear. There's no sharks. Sharks tend to go around such and such bay over here, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so everyone goes out, they scuba dive, they do whatever, they're safe. And uh, so we're out there, actually, actually, at this point in the time, we're just snorkeling around. Yeah, just snorkeling around. Just bit, you know? snorkeling around. And, uh, and we're going out pretty far, you know, 100 yards or so. Oh, so okay, so you were snorkeling, snorkeling not scuba diving. At this time, okay. yeah. Right. Yeah, this time we were snorkeling, and we're by ourselves without a tour guide, all that. And we're going out pretty far, and, you know, the tide's kicking up, and uh-huh. the waves are pushing you away. And I'm looking around like, you know, what if some shark just comes around here? There's what nothing, can I do? There's nothing you I'm can not do. around right. anything. That's the, that's the same thing I thought. Like, we went to Hawaii for our honeymoon. And and uh, Aaron was on the beach, you know, just sunbathing or whatever. I bought snorkel gear, so I'm like, I'm going out in the ocean. And I got out, like, I, it's it's now that I am five years removed from that moment where I'm like, what the hell was I doing? Because <laughs> I really, like, I got out really far to where I was, I was diving down. I found a bouncy ball on the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> I did. It was, like, 25 feet down, like, far enough to where I had to actually, like, you know, clear my sign, like, you know, like, clear the pressure out of my head as I've I was never diving been, down. I've never been snorkeling, so I don't know any of the... And I, I dove down, and I grabbed this, <laughs> I grabbed this bouncy ball, and I was kind of, like, fascinated by it. I was like, why is this here? And then because I, some kid left it when he got pulled away by a shark. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I started to think because I I'm I'm down at the bottom like maybe 20 25 feet down and then I start to look around and I'm like, this is weird. And then I, I'm looking around and it's just open water all around me. I'm like, if something came up on me right now, nobody. Gone. Yep, nobody ever. <laughs> like I'm gone. Nobody. And so I got to the surface. And I started swimming, like, kind of frantically back to the shore. <laughs> and Get me out of here. Fast. Get me out of here. Well, Aaron said that she saw me kind of splashing at one point, and she's like, what the hell's going on out there? But <laughs> It's just a shark. Don't worry about it. That's the thing is that you're not going to get attacked by a shark. Well, well, well. case in point, though, this this can go into uh, the shallows. That's mm. very similar. She, Blake Lively was out there swimming, doing her surfing thing, and she thought she was fine. She's swimming back, and shark. She came upon a well. She kind of like inadvertently stumbled onto a feeding, like a feeding area. But they, but it was in an area where sharks weren't normally at. Though she she stumbled upon it because a whale had died, and that, that attracted sharks into the area where they're not normally at. Oh, see, that was the whole point. Of okay, it. I didn't know. Like to me, it to me it seemed more like the shark had killed the whale, and that's just no, where it, no. The whale just just died. It floated to the surface and was bloated, like it was a thing. And that well, it attracted, had a huge had a huge bite mark out of it already. I don't remember the Bart mark. It did. I Sorry, my bad, my bad. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. <laughs> well, well, because I, I thought that she had said somewhere in the beginning of the movie, though, when she's talking with two guys in the water, they were saying, oh, no, it's safe here, blah, blah, blah. Like, I th- I could have sworn there was like a, a, a uh, an exchange between them that, that basically said there's no sharks here. Oh. I thought there was. I could be wrong on that. Um, we saw the movie a few weeks back or whatever. But um, I actually, I, I, I mean, off of the topic of 
whether we're right or, or not about certain uh, things. I like that movie. Movie's great. Like I heard, I heard people saying like this is the best shark movie since Jaws. And I, I actually, I kind of agree with I that. I kind of do too. It was there really, was, it good. wasn't perfect. There was parts of it that I was like, eh. But uh, I, I mean, there haven't been a ton of good shark movies since Jaws. No, I mean, there's since lots the of... Jaws franchise, even I though mean, there's stinkers in the Jaws franchise too. Deep blue sea, Sharknado. <laughs> Deepest, bluest, my head is like a shark's fin. LL? LL Cool J, baby. Um, I I will tell you, I learned how to make the perfect omelet from LL Cool J in that movie. You're not supposed to put milk or water in in it. You have to. Make some fluffy. (laughs) Come on. Everyone knows that. No. Yep. No. So, uh, no. (laughs) Really, this is the cooking podcast Yeah, this is taking a weird turn. Um, No, The Shallows was great, though. Uh... It was it was believable because the shark was just a normal shark. There's nothing mutated about it. There was nothing, um, you know, extraterrestrial about it. There it was, was no. A... It wasn't mashed up with an octopus. There, <laughs> shark you know, Shark-tipus. Shark-tipus. <laughs> Yeah, I and and uh, Blake Lively, Blake Lively, Blake Lively, Blake Lively was really good in it. Yeah, no, yeah. she. I would say that's probably one of her more more strong performances yeah you know? I, hadn't, like, I hadn't really seen her in a lot of like i what was she in green lantern yeah uh no yeah. right well was she yeah that's where she met up with uh deadpool yeah ryan reynolds <laughs> i think that's where they like they met up and before that she was in what gossip girl uh or o- oc or the hills hey which one was she in yeah i don't remember that oh, I, I, think she, I think she was in, i think she was in gossip girl in one of those Oh, Sisterhood oh, of the Traveling good. Pants. Which is scary in its own right. It is scary. <laughs> they all share the same pair of pants. Without That's like... washing it. Yeah. Poon germs. Okay. So moving right along. Um, um, you know, one movie, though, speaking of shark movies or whatever, one movie that I've been wanting to watch for a long time, and it's kind of a classic in its own right. Have you ever heard of Orca? Yeah. Orca? No. It's, I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. A, I've never seen it either, so I, I can't speak too much on it. But I've always wanted to see it. It's it's essentially the killer whale version of Jaws. It was right. one of those like copycat movies that came out within it's the like years after. Free Willy Gone Bad. Yeah, I've I've always wanted to see it because the the effects, like from the from what I've seen in the trailer, or whatever, they look awesome. Like this orca looks terrifying. <laughs> Which is it's funny because uh, it's probably actually more realis- realistic than Jaws because orcas are dicks. Yeah. Like you're, you're. I think you're more, you're more likely to get attacked by an orca Probably. than by a great white Probably. shark. But they look so cuddly. They do. They look. <laughs> they, they look. Like, they're like the panda of the sea. Um, but uh, they're they're assholes. I'm pretty sure. I yeah. Got, no. I've I've definitely heard the same thing, which makes you wonder why at like SeaWorld and whatnot, those were the the fish of choice. Well, you hear to, the stories of them people getting attacked. Fish, you know? Mike. Are, are orcas mammals? Well, because yeah. sharks are fish. Sharks are fish. Sharks are fish. Orcas are whales. They're whales mammals, are mammals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What'd you say? I said you hear the stories like SeaWorld where people are getting attacked. The the trainers they're doing. The show. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was. And a, well, SeaWorld. SeaWorld stopped <laughs> their. Uh, they stopped their orca program. Did you hear yeah. about that? They they yeah. they, they, they ceased it. Uh huh. Which is finally they it's been going on for so many years. Blackfin and all that stuff. Like yeah, right. That, and with, it was the last like what six months or something like that. Right. They they did it so. It's good to hear. Yeah, it is very recent. Um, um, but w- well, there was actually to what you were saying. There was a wasn't there one that like basically took a like bit onto a trainer's leg and took him down and just drowned in the last couple of years or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah. 
I don't know for sure. I'll have to look it up. But you know, I, I, I sure see world some... once, and they called me down like out of the stands, and the stupid <laughs> walrus came up behind me and shot water all over my back. <laughs> but how many people get to say they got spat on by a walrus, right? <laughs> Um, Next yeah. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Shallows reminds me of another movie, though. Uh, I'm I could do an entire episode on Killer Croc movies because I, I that subgenre is is one of my favorite when it comes to like killer animals. Uh, but the uh, the Shallows reminds me a ton of Rogue, another movie that come out of Australia. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, these Australian movies are killing it. Mm-hmm. They're every one that I've seen has been top notch. They've been so good. Rogues. Rogue's old, isn't it? Uh, Rogue is from... You know, I have it here. Give me a second. Uh, I don't think it's that old. It's from a, a, just a few years back, if I'm not mistaken. Make, oh, really? Yeah, it's... it's. Uh, I don't have it here. Crap. There's there's not a movie... Is there a movie called Rogue from the 80s? Uh, possibly. Was it about a killer... Yeah, I thought it was about... Crocodile? Crocodiles. Uh, 2007. Oh, from. okay. Um, so anyway... Anyway, no, Rogue, Rogue was awesome because it was another one of those movies where there was nothing mutated about it. There was not, you know, it was nothing supernatural about it or anything. It was just a giant croc and, and this uh, this group of tourists, they're on the water, you know, doing one of those tours around Australia and whatever. And um, you know, an, a croc tour. And the boat breaks down in an area where they're not supposed to be. And it's this giant croc, and they're in its feeding grounds, and they're stranded on this little tiny island for part of it, and they have to figure out how to get from there to land. And it's just, it's such a good movie. It's so suspenseful, and it's. Who's in um, that? Uh, uh, Rada, God, what is her name? Uh, uh, Rada Michelle. Rada? Rada Michelle. Rada Mitchell? Yes, sorry. Yeah, Rada. <laughs> Rada, Rada, Rada Michelle. Ray, you were trying to make it all. You were trying to make it all. French and sexy. Rita Michel. Uh, she know I I know her from uh, the Pitch Black. I know her from Silent Hill. Silent Hill, yes, which yeah. I love the and, Silent Hill and, movie. And, and, I've never seen the second one. I have not. Either. Jay, you've seen it, haven't you? The second uh, Silent just the Hill. First. I didn't know they had a second one come out. Oh. Silent Hill two. Yeah. I don't think it was You're, that. I don't. Oh, I thought I you told me that, that you had one. seen it before. I, I saw the original. Yeah, I I actually. Love I don't. That th- movie I don't think the sequel had much of much of a big release though. I think it was. I'm not even sure that it was theatrical, was it? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know a ton about I've not, it. I've not seen it, to be honest with you. I, I'm only familiar with the first one. Oh. Well, I like um, the first one a lot. Whatever. Rada Mitchell is uh, she's another one that I can watch and be okay with. Why is that, Mike? She's a fox. <laughs> <laughs> what, can, what can I say? She's a fox. What does she say? Uh, Australian things. <laughs> with, which is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut it. Okay. No, I also, remember you telling me about Rogue, though. You yeah, told me that I should check uh, it out, and then I never did. Kind of like I told you to check out The Birch, and you never did. Oh, you Dick. know what? Why do you gotta, why do you gotta be that way? It's four minutes um, long, Mike. Rogue was directed by Greg McLean, though. <laughs> Rogue was uh, directed by Greg McLean, who did the Wolf Creek movies. Oh, okay. The, the, uh, I, re- I believe Rogue he did right after Wolf Creek. Don't completely... Like in between the two movies? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but yeah, I, he he's another guy that uh, another Australian director that's great. He's got a new movie coming out called The Belco Experiment, which the what's that? Um, it is a, in a twisted social experiment. A group of eighty Americans are locked in their high-res corporate office in Colombia, and ordered by an unknown voice coming to the company's intercom system to participate in a deadly game of kill or be killed. Uh, it was written by James Gunn. That sounds. Uh... Sounds kind of familiar. I had heard about this. I had actually heard. About, I had to look it up only because I had heard about it um, probably 
a year ago, year and a half ago, actually on the, the Movie Crit podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. Greg McLean was a guest on there and he was talking about it, but they couldn't say much about it because it was still, again, it's they had just finished filming or, or what have you. But I do remember them talking about how James Gunn wrote it, which I was excited about because I love pretty much everything James Gunn has done. What is this movie called? The Belco Experiment. Belco Experiment. We're getting off topic here. Yeah, sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, Greg McLean uh, directed uh, Rogue. And it's just good. It's just cool because it's one of those movies. It's a killer croc movie about a croc that's just hunting. It's just doing what he does. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's terrifying. It's it's uh, it's good. I like it. To that point, I actually, I, I like the first Lake Placid movie quite a lot. Yeah. I thought it was good. As far as giant crocs go, absolutely. I had no idea that there were four of them. There's four of them? I knew four there was two. Lake Placid movies. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, because <clears throat> as far as I know, I, I, the the first one was the only one to have any sort of like theatrical release or anything like that. All the rest were straight to... I'm sure. But I think two might have gotten something. Maybe I not. I don't no, know. I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I, was, I was reading, though, the, uh, the second movie... Oh, this is why I, I, this is why I know it was straight to TV. The second movie was straight to TV. Um, but if you buy the special edition DVD, they shot a bunch of nudity scenes for Lake Placid. For Lake Placid Two. Okay. That they obviously couldn't show on TV, and so there's a special feature in Lake Placid Two on the DVD where. It plays the movie, but literally fast forwards through the parts that don't have nudity to the parts <laughs> that have nudity. <laughs> like they could have just they could have just put it up as like deleted scenes or whatever. But it, it's it's the actual movie with parts fast forwarded, and then it'll stop and play in real time at the nudity at at the the parts with nudity or sex scenes. I I I, I'm not, I don't even know how to react to that. <laughs> so it definitely wasn't called Lake Flaccid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Book Jesus! Of the fish. Uh, um, the the best the best part in the first Lake Placid movie, uh, Betty White's character. <laughs> <laughs> it's Betty back White's, to Lake Flaccid. <laughs> <laughs> Betty White's character in everything, though, is the highlight of everything because no. she's amazing. Her Come qu- on. Her quote, though, I can't even remember what's going on in the movie, but she says, uh, "She says, if I had a dick, this is where I'd tell you to suck it." <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> oh, oh I love amazing. that she's become such a dirty old woman as she's gotten older. I know. Um, oh God. So, um, so let's uh, let's talk about our posters' namesake. Our po- oh, Monkey Shine. You just watched this last I did. night, yeah? I did. I just watched it. Man, I haven't, oh, dude, I I haven't seen yeah. this movie in so long. Monkey Shines is great. Have you ever seen it? I have not actually. It's uh, it's uh, it's a George Romero movie, and it's funny. I I don't think of George Romero of even though I know he's done a lot of stuff. I just he's always the zombie guy. He's, of he's, the dead. He's the of the dead guy. Yeah. So when I watch stuff by him that's not like that, it's always kind of a treat because it's like, oh crap, George Romero is not just a one trick pony. <laughs> well, it took me a long time to even like realize who like that it was George Romero because. Growing up, well, I saw Monkey Shines when I was pretty young, mm-hmm. and then uh, I, and I didn't know who George Romero was at that point, so it didn't really matter to me. Yeah, it was, and it was then just I a started movie. seeing all the of the dead movies as I got a little bit older, and of course George Romero, like you know him as as that guy. He's the zombie and, guy. And then I saw Monkey Shines again as I got a little bit older, and I like by the, this point I was actually paying attention. I'm like, holy shit, that's a George Romero movie, yeah. which is it just blew my mind. 
Because, like you said, it's you just you think of him as as one thing, as the zombie guy. But he's he's got so many more tricks up his sleeve. Yeah. Not to say <laughs> <laughs> you, already, you already said one trick pony, and then I just said tricks up his sleeve. Well, like yeah, like like, like uh, uh, I I liked it. I didn't know what this movie was about. I knew that it was about a monkey that was. Like, Is this uh, the first time you saw? Yeah, yeah, oh, that's the first okay. time I've seen it. All right. Uh, I didn't realize that it was about. Uh, a monkey that helps a paraplegic guy. Yeah. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a theory about why this guy is a paraplegic too. It has nothing to do with a monkey. <laughs> but we'll get there. We'll get there. The monkey, uh, there, there's no CG back then. There was barely any practical effects. Like, they actually trained the, the caption monkeys to, to do it. Like, yeah, there's a disclaimer in the beginning of it that says all the caption monkeys are trained to do certain things, even though it looks like they're in fear or that they're just doing what they were trained to do. Like, there's a, there's a big thing in front well, of it. That's a, the, the, the thing that you just said about practical effects is not true, though. There's a couple hands. That's it, though. Well, no, I mean, this is, you know, who did the effects on this movie? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, Tom, uh, Tom, Tom Savini, Savini yeah. uh, Greg Nicotero. Nick, oh, funny, Nicotero was an effects assistant in the credits. Oh, really? I thought that was really funny to see. This is before he was big. You mm-hmm. know, it was before he had B and all that. He was an effects assistant in the credits. I'm like, holy shit, that's, mm. that's really cool to see because I Monkey know Shines? where he went. What year did this come out? Monkey Shines came out in 88. Oh, okay. Wow, I didn't realize yep. it was so, so old. Yep. I think I probably saw it the first time when I was maybe uh, 12. Okay. And then I haven't seen it again since I was probably 15 or 16. So I... So three years later... <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah, no, but like, but there really weren't a lot of it, though. I mean, there might have been a couple of things here and there, but like, for for the monkey itself, it yeah. was by and large oh, the real yeah. monkey. I mean, there was a couple probably puppets from was flinging it around in the air. You can't do that, obviously, but like, mm-hmm. and a couple paw things where it's doesn't have opposable thumbs and it's doing things. Well, they do have opposable thumbs. They're monkeys. Oh, okay, you you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, I don't, no, but by and large, though, it's all like real, real monkeys, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, and it works. Like, it really does work. Mm-hmm. It was it was a really really cool uh, way so, to do it. So, what's your theory about the paraplegic? Okay, thing? so so the, the 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 theme of the movie is that there's this dude. He's uh, I don't know if he's like a not like an Olympic runner, but he's like a professional runner. Like mm-hmm. he he's a Sports guy. He sports really hard. He's, he's sports. He, he <laughs> goes sports. Sports really hard. He's a hard. runner. He's a runner, though. So he's, he straps on the weights to his ankles and to his wrists or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, in the opening scene, he's got one of those real flimsy backpacks with, like, the uh, the real thin straps or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's just loading bricks into this backpack. And he puts it on his back, and he's jogging with his backpack full of bricks. And when he's jogging, you see this thing just kind of flopping around on his back. That would fucking hurt. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Like, there's these bricks just just jamming into your spine. I'm pretty sure that he was causing himself spinal damage because he had these bricks just destroying his spine. It wasn't the car accident. <laughs> it was because he was... He had terrible form in his <laughs> exercise. <laughs> it definitely wasn't the two-ton car hitting him. It was the well. They even say it was the fifty pounds of bricks on his. They back. even say later on in the movie though, there's another doctor that looks at his X-rays and he goes, "Well, this first doctor is an egomaniac, and he thought it was just because of your car accident, and really you had some degenerative stuff in your spine to begin with, oh. and that's why that could be why this happened, and Shut that's up. why at the end of the movie, spoilers, okay." <laughs> he he's cured he's walking again so i'm convinced because of those damn bricks in his backpack 
that he just caused a bunch of damage to his spine. But you're is right. He, that would hurt. You should have opted for the sandbag probably or something. I, or something different, I'm, you know? Seriously, can you bricks. imagine running it with bricks just jamming into your spine? Uh, they didn't have sandbag then, so. <laughs> you're right. You couldn't put sand in the bag. Was, yeah, right. Sand was invented in uh, 1998, was it? I think. Your mom is so yeah. old. She remembers when dirt was invented. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, crickets. And that's it for today, you guys. We will, uh... <laughs> um, no, uh, it, uh, um... I just find that funny, though. It was like, I remember watching it when it first, when it, when it first I'm like, what are you doing? It that's just doesn't seem right. And then you get to the end, and it's like, oh, it was already there. I'm like, it's because it was fucking bricks. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? I know you like the uh, paraplegic sex scene. Oh, it was creepy. Maybe that was all weird. I mean, let me be wrong. If I was a paraplegic, I would really hope that would happen to me. Somebody would have sex. If... <laughs> Well, but it's not, it's, it's not. I was gonna, make, I was gonna make a mean joke. Well, it's but not I even won't. sex because he can't get it up. He talks about that in the movie. Yeah. But well, oh, because she kind of she she, she, she uses, grabs the, onto she the, uses thing. the chains and she basically sits on his face. Does the old little bit of a mustache Sit on my ride. face and tell me that you love me. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen it's Monty Python, all right? It's a classic. Come on. I can't feel my face when I'm with you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, moving on, moving on. Can we talk about Anaconda? Bad news bears. Can we talk about Anaconda? Anaconda, please. Go ahead. There's nothing more in this world I love than really bad CG killer snake movies. Really bad CG mixed with really terrible accents. it, It just makes for a great. <laughs> Great popcorn movie, you know, like John Voight's accent is the scariest part of that entire movie. But it's John Voight. You you can't you can't complain about him. He's John fucking Voight. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Uh, okay. And J Lo and who else is an Anaconda? Uh, Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Yeah, man. Yes. See, I'm not familiar with. I'm well. I'm Ice... familiar with Anaconda. I've seen it. I just watched Anaconda's Hunt for the Blood Orchid. Ooh. I watched that the other day. Mm-hmm. Let me tell. Yeah. You, let me tell you what. What do you think? I have some respect for that movie. Yeah, why? <laughs> because uh, in the special feature, the movie wasn't great. The movie wasn't great. But the one thing I did notice about it, though, is there were some pretty, actually pretty good effects in it. Like, way better than I would have expected. And uh, there's uh, on the disc, there's some special features. And the director talks about how they really put care into it. They had practical effects. They had puppets. They mm-hmm. had, like, they really went out of their way to not rely on CG, even though there's some really bad CG in it. Um, there's one scene in particular where there's like this big giant snake pit in the bottom of this ravine and it's like they're halfway in the water so you just see like the snakes coiling over each other and whatnot and it looks real like it looks really really real i'm like holy crap that looks way better than i would have expected and listening to the director talk about it like they for what for the what they had and i think it was like a four million dollar movie mm-hmm. i'll Somebody will maybe correct me on that, but like they had some money for a movie like that, and they made use of it. They made they made some pretty good effects for it. As far as the when you see the snake's head, obviously it's a little bit um, cheesy, but that was uh, was that all the snake's head was all CG. Well, like when you see the the snake's whole body, put it that way, it's all it has to be all practical. But when you see like it just like its body slithering around, that's all the practical stuff. Because in in the first one, the the head was all practical if i'm not some of it was yeah, yeah when, it's, it like, was, when yeah. it's like swinging around in that uh <laughs> it's on like it's on cables yeah <laughs> swinging back and forth out of control i actually for as much crap as i tied i liked the first anaconda movie i haven't seen so that search for the blood orchid is or that the, hunt for the blood orchid i forget it's one of the i think it's hunt for the blood it didn't leave that much of an effect on me um 
um, is that, is that Hunt. The, it's Hunt for the Blood Orchid. Is that the second that was, one? Came on 2004 already. Holy crap! When do they keep the same like kind of lineup? Like they had Ice Cube and J Lo. They uh, got like no, do no. they have like Kesha and T Pain in it now or something like that? Or like, <laughs> like, like how much better this movie would have been if Kesha and T Pain were in it? <laughs> There's a snake over there. Oh my god, there's a snake. <laughs> um, no, uh, I, this is actually the second of four Anaconda movies. There's four There's of them. There's four of them. Wow. The other two were straight to TV movies. Take, taking the Lake Placid. However, route. Anaconda's three, mm-hmm. starring David Hasselhoff. Ooh. Oh, the Hoff. The Hoff. I've not, not seen it, but. I feel like I kind of have to now. Very nice. I mean, it's the Hoff. <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel that's a shame, too, when you don't hear some of these advertised. Even if there were lower budgets than the original on that, you think that you'd hear more of a, uh, you know, I guess maybe Just the funding's little, not there to uh to A little more marketing. Much. Well, yeah, I mean, because for people like us who actually will watch that schlock, you know? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and enjoy, enjoy it, it more than most probably would. <laughs> right, but you just, like, it's the... It's the kind of stuff that you really have to. Well, that's you why have it's to look good. For it. That's why it's good having a friend like you because you somehow know about all this crap. But it's because my life is just revolving. <laughs> 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 no, I do. I love. I love those schlocky movies. Mm-hmm. I love like the trauma stuff. I love some of the asylum movies. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, there's there's something endearing about those kind of movies for some reason that I like. Like, um, um, not to. This is a, a little off topic. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on it, but. Like I just there was a news report. Um, we could have talked about this in the news, but uh, they're they're moving forward with a reboot of Toxic Avenger. Are they really? Oh, okay. Why? Like the the the, 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 the Toxic <laughs> Avenger movies are such a spectacle. They'll never be able to do them justice because you'd never be able to make a movie like that nowadays. You just would not be able to do it. There's no point. I uh, you know. I the. I don't I don't know which Toxic Avenger movie it was, but one of the, one of them like has some of the most uh, <laughs> crap. I, I don't know what you're getting at. <laughs> no, like uh, like my uh, my memories from when I was younger, like some of the I I guess the worst memories of seeing a movie because I think I know what you're talking about. Probably from the first movie. Maybe it's one I was, of the most disturbing scenes I've ever seen in cinema. Uh, which one? It's when the the group of teenagers run over a kid, and then again run it over, and then the girl takes a Polaroid of it, and then later in the movie she's masturbating to the dead kid in the middle of the road. Nope, don't remember <laughs> that part. <laughs> That's the kind. <laughs> Sarah's giving us a look of just pure amazement right now. She's gonna go home and watch this movie. No, it was just it was just like this for some reason the the Toxic Avenger movie was playing on TV at my aunt's house. Oh, dude, never watch those movies on TV because you're missing probably there has to be at least a half an hour cut out of those movies. As a youngster, uh, that was enough for me though. Like there was enough Fair. there was enough in that like that's why I've never been like super into the trauma movies and stuff like that just the kind of gross out i'm not weird into every movies. trauma movie i'm into the more um mainline trauma movies like the ones that lloyd kaufman does mm-hmm. like i'm into that stuff just because I, it's his style like you guys always make fun of me because of poultry geist <laughs> but poultry geist is it's 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 lloyd's version of trauma a lot mm-hmm. of the trauma movies are done by other people and they're not as good you just but... reminded me of something uh when you brought up lloyd kaufman and uh uh, We're getting terribly off topic. No, it's here. actually going back to Cujo. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, because I we never really talked about the cast of Cujo, but D. Wallace. 
who, you know, was mm-hmm. in, in Cujo. Have you seen anything about this movie coming out? Called, she's she's in it as as well as Lloyd Kaufman. Um, Death House? No. Yeah, it has. It's it's this ridiculous ridiculous cast, like just stacked with all these huge horror actors. Um, let me see if I can. Is like a who's who kind of thing, like a like best of horror kind of movie. Or here's just here's just like a sample of the people who are in this movie. Michael Berryman. Kane Hodder, Sid Haig, Tony Todd, Bill Mosley, Sean Whalen, Tony Moran, Adrian Barbeau, Barbara Crampton, Camille Keaton, Lloyd Kaufman. Uh, next time on the Buzzkill podcast, we talk all about Death House because this right? sounds amazing. <laughs> it's it's crazy. I watched the I actually watched I watched the trailer um, I, last Sunday or something. I was kind of I was in the middle of something else, so I wasn't paying crazy amounts of attention to it, but. Um, it it looks weird. It it's like a, it's like this prison just filled with a bunch of freaks. And wait a minute, the is power, this the movie the they were talking out. about? Was like the Expendables of horror? Yes. Oh, okay, I remember hearing that tagline. And actually, I, I, I was think I, ever I was knew trying the... to I was trying to think of what because I was gonna say it's the something of yeah, horror, yeah, but I couldn't yeah, remember. Okay. Yeah, it's it's the Expendables. I remember of hearing something about this, but by the tagline, I didn't know the title title of the movie. Yeah, interesting. Death House. Okay, it's it's got so many people. It's crazy. So it should be. Should be a pretty fun one. Okay, I'm gonna hard hard left it back to the topic. Go ahead, hard. Because I'm gonna make a case for a movie. We're uh, we're getting about that time. But before we go, I do want to make a case for one movie. Okay. Um, if we're if Jaws, we all consider Jaws a horror movie, correct? Yes. Because it, let's be honest, it hits the beats. Hits the beats. If we're gonna consider Jaws a horror movie, and we're talking about killer animal movies. Hmm. Um, I already know. I have to bring up the Ghost in the Darkness. Mm -hmm. Have you seen this, Jay? Yeah, with Val Kilmer Mm -hmm. and Michael Douglas. This movie's incredible. Uh, Not fat Val Kilmer. Not skinny Val Kilmer. Kilmer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, while I'm talking about this, want to grab me some uh, Devil Dog? Yes, I do. Thanks, sir. Um, The Ghost in the Darkness. I, I, um, when 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 we decided to do this this episode, I had made it a point to rewatch this movie because. I had seen it a few times when I was younger, and I'm like, I think it's a horror movie. I'm not 100% sure, though. I know it's more probably drama than anything else. But it, it's a it's a, it's a drama, or it's a horror movie disguised as a drama, kind of like Jaws is. You came it, to me a couple nights ago and said, we have to consider, if you're considering Jaws a horror you, movie, then you we have, have to. to consider because this Because the Ghost in the Darkness hits all the same beats. It's essentially Jaws with lions. It's Yeah, it's true. Swap out the ocean for the savanna, and swap out the shark for lions, and it hits all the same beats. Even down to halfway through the movie, you get introduced to the character who is the hunter, and then they take you on their trip to kill it. And then, spoilers, he dies at the end. Like, <laughs> you know, like it hits all the same beats, and it's and it's great. Um, and this movie's in, in incredible, and it's so well done, and how they. Like Very the hunt, similar. like the hunt, like uh, like the like like Robert Shaw. You mean? Yeah. The hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, okay. That's Michael Douglas's character. Okay. He kind of comes in right. at the halfway point of the movie and is like, "Well, I can take care of the problem for you." You know, mm-hmm. like. Um, but like, you, it's very similar to like Monkey Shines. How I was talking about how they had actual animals doing what they were doing, like all of the scenes where there's lions mauling people and everything else. Like I didn't remember this from the last time I saw it, but when I rewatched, they're they're using real lions. Like there's real lions they in were. all these scenes. 
Really? It's incredible. Yeah. Like, Were and these, it's, uh, it's, it's scary as hell because you're, it's like the, uh, these Siegfried of, and Roy lions. I, I have no idea, but have you ever heard of roar? The movie roar? Yes. Yeah, that movie's insane. Mm-hmm. Absolutely insane. There's parts of that movie where um, I'm assuming you haven't seen it because a lot of people haven't. No, I'm not familiar with it. There's, there's, it's a movie about uh, uh, Tippi Hedren and I, there's, uh, I forget Melody Griffiths uh, in it because that's her mom. Okay. So they're both in it or whatever, and like they in real life lived with a number of wild lions and tigers and cougars and like wild cats. Oh, yeah. And this whole movie was filmed about like around that. And there's scenes in the movie where like a guy would walk into the house and there's like 20 different wild cats in the house and they're biting on his arms and stuff and he's bleeding while trying to act. Like it's insane. It is. It is. One and it's of the legit. Most, like yes, he's getting yes, bit by yes, these animals. Yes. Yeah. Like, tippy, like they uh, actually had Melanie, real lions and tigers Melanie, living in the house. Even outside of the movie, too. Tippy Hadron like had like a, a wildlife preserve and they had lions sleep in their beds <laughs> with them. Um, Melanie Griffin had her face surgically reattached to her because it got mauled off by a lion once. Wow. Hey, look, that's, like, that's my face insane. over there. Anyway, uh, anyway. Spe- speaking of Tippy Head, Tippy Hadron, I, I don't. We we would lose all we'll get respect. There. We'll, if get we, there. we'll get there. We'll get there. I oh. know what you're gonna say. Okay, we'll get there. All right, go ahead. Talking about lions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, uh, the Ghost in the Darkness though is is it's amazing. It's an absolutely incredible film. The real lions throughout the whole thing. Here's what I didn't know. Uh, I knew that it was based on a true story. Uh, I didn't know how much of the story though was actually true, and if it was just a story or or what it was. But the two lions that terrorized this, this uh, they g- g- give you a rundown. Val Kilmer is hired to go build a bridge over in Africa. Okay. And um, uh, he uh, he runs into a problem where there's lions terrorizing the, the, the work area, essentially where everyone's living at the time and all that. And everyone flees because these lions have killed like 40, 50 people. Hmm. So um, the thing is, this is all... Uh, based in reality this is a real thing Patterson who is Val Kilmer's character mm-hmm. was a real character was a real person and the two lions that attacked all these people uh, he killed in real life the Patterson character and he used them as floor rugs for like 20 years in his house these two lions in real life in real life see that I didn't know so the Chicago Field and not Field and Stream uh, what's the big museum the, uh, the Field Museum the Chicago Field Museum is that what it's called uh, I don't Sure. Uh, yeah, whatever. You, and people would know what I'm talking about if they are familiar with it. But uh, they purchased those lion rugs off of him uh, like 20 years or, or off his estate after he died, maybe. I forget when it was. But uh, they purchased it off of him or his estate and they remade these rugs into stuffed lions. And those lions are on display in the Field Museum now in Chicago. Oh, wow. The hmm. actual lions from this story. Really? And everything's legit. Like, like, like everything. Like That's the, crazy. The, the movie's really, really close to what happened. Yeah, I did. Um, I, I knew that it was based on true events. I didn't know that it was yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it's super cool. I want to go to Chicago now and like yeah, go to the museum cool. to see these things. They were some sort of African. The only difference is that in real life, <laughs> they were maneless males for whatever species of lion they were. I didn't know that males could be maneless, but apparently there's a couple lion species that can. Hmm. And in the Ghost in the Darkness, they're your, your typical African lions. The well, yeah, you're going to know that. Gonna, so yeah. That's the only, death, the only big, big difference hmm. uh, that I saw, at least. Um, but yeah, like if you're talking about killer animal movies, that movie's a must-see. It's so good. It's it's Like I said, it's a, it's a horror movie disguised 
as a drama. Yeah. And I love hearing that kind of stuff. You're talking about like them living with lions and, and different sized cats and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And uh, and then Roar. And, and, but hearing, yeah, yeah, going back to that, but like, or, or interacting with the real animals, you know, even, even in the filming. Yeah. Um, but I love hearing stuff where like referring to Roar where there's people that get into these roles by if it's someone who's playing a guy that's lost in the wilderness he goes out there and lives out there for three to six months by himself you know like the actor oh to get yeah into that oh, kind yeah. Of mindset, method, like real method yeah, you absolutely. know like someone that's really serious about their character that they're gonna play and uh and, and they take on that role that way um just because of the uh onomatopoeia of roar <laughs> made me think of have you guys ever seen no, I, I don't haven't. know if I'm saying that right. It's seven. It's seven it's S's. Seven I think that's how you pronounce it. I have, have you not, ever seen no. it? No, I've I've been meaning to. I've it's, heard about it. I've never it's seen really it cool. I I actually just watched it uh, back in May. Was it on for the Netflix first time? Or? No, it was on. It was on TV on like a, that's weird. Uh, l- like one of the public public cable access it's not pronounced no and but the thing is like all of the snakes it's kind of kind of the same with uh ghost in the darkness all the snakes in the movie were 100 percent real except for there was a few there was because they deal with a giant um king cobra in mm-hmm. the movie at a few points and they had to use a puppet for that just sure. for certain shots but as, Wait, they couldn't hire that guy that smacks him in that YouTube video? Well, you seen that guy in that oh pit where he's yeah. smacking King Cobras? They're all standing around him. He's just turning around smacking him in the they face. Get I'm, out of here. I think that, that video made me so on edge. Like, I, I was sweating while I was watching that video. It's, Don't slap a cobra in the face. What are you, crazy? Yeah, clearly. Um, no, that's a cool movie, though. You should check it out. Um, it... it, 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 it Aside from just like dealing with snakes, it kind of gets into like <clears throat> mutations and stuff like that. So it's yeah, seven S's, seven S's. S- <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> that's it. Sorry, going back to I, I'm, we can't even if this is how we wrap up the show, you can't really talk about killer animal movies without bringing up the birds. I agree. Ooh. It's one of the originals. Because I'm sure there's stuff before it, but that was the one that put like. Like people never looked at birds as terrifying as they did when that movie came out. Yeah, and it's I, like I don't really have an irrational fear of in of, of like birds or anything like that. But when I was younger and I saw the birds, I it definitely s- struck a weird chord with me yeah. to where like I would go outside and I was like looking over my shoulder, especially seagulls. The sound that they make in that movie. Which what is it? I, I forget because it's been a while since I've seen it. But uh-huh. is it a bunch of? Is it all different species of birds? Yeah, or it's is just it, like okay. birds in general. Just See, going I don't nuts. think that I would be afraid of like sparrows. You know, like if I get a tennis racket and just kind of pop them away when they came at me. <laughs> uh, now, if I had like crows, like big ass crows, and right. they're friggin' beaks, you know, that'd be, that'd be terrifying. Or if the movie was just called Eagles and you had like <laughs> seven foot wingspan eagles coming at you. Well, that's what's kind of terrifying Ugh. about it is it's they're, they, it's death from above. Yeah. Like they, there's not a ton you can do about it when they're, when they have such massive numbers and they're diving down at you. Yeah. There's not much you can do. That would be, yeah. And like the ending of that movie just always, for some reason, one of our teachers back in school showed us this movie which seems i don't know it seems mildly inappropriate right yeah i don't know i like i said i haven't seen it in a while but is it really that inappropriate it's suspenseful but i don't think they really show 
mean, there's probably a couple of scenes of gore in it, yeah. you know, but like, I don't I, think that well, compared a, to nowadays, there's though, a scene of like today's gore. No. Yeah, no. no. There's a scene though where like yeah. Hitchcock was way more about the suspense than he was the the graphic stuff. You know, there's a yeah they 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 get after the people like they find a guy whose eyes have been dug out of his head. Oh god, I forgot about that. You know? You're right. And there's a scene where the birds start attacking a a, a a children's birthday party. Like there's a little girl on the ground being attacked by like 20 birds all at the same time. Like that's I don't know. That's not that's, that's not true. Really, no, no, that's, that's true. not really the kind like of said, stuff you should you're... be showing a junior high class. Right. But... but some of them real life things that where you're like oh, you walk outside like you said and you look up there's birds all around those right. are some of the ones that people can sometimes connect to a little more than uh uh bigfoot's running through the forest and he's gonna get us you know you know like, some, like, some horror movies like that because when you've because seen bigfoot as much as i have i will scare the crap out i have of you. a my cousin my cousin has an, an irrational fear of birds right like she doesn't if she sees birds up in the tree and stuff she immediately wants to be indoors wow which is pretty it's pretty crazy there's a does she have like a bad experience with them or um I, i'd have to ask her i can't remember but um <laughs> there's one, there's one thing that it's it's an irrational fear so it's terrible that some people suffer from this but it's kind of hilarious for what it is there's i can't remember what it's called but there's this thing where it's an irrational fear that somewhere there is a duck watching you. <laughs> I'm not making this up. I Aaron and I Aaron and I Aaron and I laugh about it all the time because Howardophobia. Because one one time one time we went to the mall and there was uh, I think a goose standing on on top of the mall and I'm like I I used to know the word so I actually used the word in context. I was like oh man if somebody had this right now they'd be losing their shit because. <laughs> Because it, but just this idea, like, of being afraid that at some point or at any given time, when you're outdoors, you feel like a duck is watching you. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's just there's some crazy. What are you getting a birds like Are that? you looking Geese? it up? Anatidophobia. Yeah. What does it say? Uh, a person suffering from this condition feels that somewhere in the world a duck or a goose is watching him or her, <laughs> quotes, not attacking or touching, simply watching the individual. Just watching him waiting. Well, geese are the word, man. Geese the, and swans. The word of uh, anatidophobia is derived from the Greek word anatide, which means ducks, geese, or other waterfowls, and phobia is Greek for dread or fear. Just that they're watching you. Like we've I mean, been like, on... why, would, why is that an irrational fear? Because if if you're not afraid that they're going to attack you, what does it matter if it does Maybe that's the fear. You? They think that if it's looking at them, it's going to attack them. And they know that a goose or a swan can actually kill a person. Their, wing, their wings... Have, I've had swans attack me before. Their, their wings happened. are so strong, their wing can break your arm. Really? They yeah. are, no, they're crazy. There's been guys, the geese, a uh, guy was kayaking recently uh, uh, last year or something like that, and he came close to a uh, bunch of geese, and it came up and it actually flipped his kayak over and he drowned yeah. he drowned yeah oh my gosh no that, that actually doesn't shock me i've come up on uh spawn nest before i was on anchor bay and we were kind of going through a lot of the grassy areas and there was a spawn nest not right not the movie production company not the movie well they're from michigan so it is actually the same right it is one of the same yeah but the lake not the movie company yeah. um i uh, know we were we were in anchor bay though and we were going around this bend and there was a swan nest like right around the corner and it's like my buddy Chris was with me and it's like dude stay away from the swans yeah and they look at you and they hiss at you and like dude those things are scary and the, uh, the geese too because like you so said that, that, that doesn't shock me though they could attack you and like make you make you flip like that's right because I like to go cycling now go through Metro Beach through the park there and they have tons of geese that'll stand in the middle of the bike path and there's times I've come up on like 
50, 100 geese standing around and, you know, I have to like, I'm going full speed as fast as I can go. And it's like, you got to try to maneuver through them without they, them chasing moving, after me. They're not moving I've had, for you. I've had them chase <laughs> after me and... <laughs> That's weird. Get out of here, Swan! <laughs> Stop looking at me, Swan. All right. Um, so to wrap this up, yeah. I, I, I do have a final question for you guys. Oh, okay. We're getting there, so we'll keep this quick. Yeah. Keep this quick. All right. Um, what animal are you? Would you be most afraid of fighting off? If there's one animal, and you're putting these types of movies. What's the last animal you want to be squaring off against, and hope to survive? Hmm. Uh, go ahead. Jay. I'd. Uh, I'd probably have to say a shark. Yeah. Because they're quick in their habitat. I can't touch the ground. I got no footing. Um them, them teeth, man. Those teeth. Not like the movie teeth, different different <laughs> idea. Um <laughs> But yeah, but I mean, boom, you know, your arm's gone and you know in an instant. And uh that's pretty yeah, scary to me. That is that is pretty scary. How about you? Uh, for me, it would be a massive snake of any kind, python, anaconda, or whatever, because it's a slow death. That is it, because because they don't poison you. you know, yeah. They they latch onto you with their teeth to hold you in place, and that's painful enough. But then they they wrap around you and they constrict you to where you can't. They're slowly cracking your bones and they're they're squeezing the life out of you. That has to be the slowest, most agonizing death that I can possibly imagine. Even a shark, they might rip your arm off. But like you'll bleed out pretty quick. You'll bleed out quick, or they'll cut your jugular, or they'll. You know, bite your freaking head off, like you know, what I'm saying? like right. or a grizzly attack. Having, like having, having a <laughs> dying of starvation while having a staring contest with a duck on top of a mall. <laughs> that's, that's yours. <laughs> that would be an agonizing death. Yeah, I, I just I'm just saying, like, like most other animals, though, they can kill you quick if they want you. Like once you're injured, they'll probably kill you pretty quick. I feel like with snake attacks, you see on TV like, or on on YouTube is more graphic of these guys like they were attacked by them and they're just like. Like they're, they're just, <laughs> just like that <laughs> they are like they're just they're just like they're just the life is getting it's like the slowest most agonizing thing like, like screw that and i love snakes. i have a fascination with snakes mm-hmm. i would never want to be caught i would hate to be stuck in the woods like walking through and come across like a velociraptor or something that'd be pretty bad <laughs> they're quick well, I, was, I, mean, I was just gonna say I, I i honestly would probably side with jay on this one where like being in the water like an octopus or something yeah like being just dragged down by an octopus but i'll just go in a different direction uh being tw- like being in the middle of a pack of wolves that'd be scary i've so. had an experience like that right, have, you, have you ever seen the gray with Liam Neeson. I bought it. I have not watched That's it yet. That's an awesome movie. Uh, that I, would be scary as hell. Like, I want to hear about his... It, his... It, uh, <laughs> uh, I was I was up north with a buddy of mine last year, a couple of years ago. Um, you know, at, you guys know personally, you know, that, that obviously a vegan, I don't hunt anymore. But I used to go up north hunting with my dad and, and uncles and all that stuff as a mm-hmm. kid and, and up through some teenage years. You don't hunt for, like, vegetarian deer? I, you know, I go up, I, I look for they're fields filled, of lettuce. They're, they're, they're filled with tofu. <laughs> I, I find these fields of lettuce, and it's my, it's my dream. But, but yeah, so we're up in an area I'm not familiar with, up northern Michigan. And uh, it's nighttime, you know, so I'll go out there. I'll sit out in, in, in the woods just to take in the, the environment and all that like I used to when I was young and appreciate it. And so I'm waiting for him to come back, and he's probably, I don't know, half mile away or something. And it's dark. I don't know the area, and I hear... <laughs> And I hear that was a good sound effect. And I hear them getting closer and closer, and I hear them running in the areas around me, right? 
And I, all I'm thinking is like, okay, I'm going down by a pack of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be dog food, you know? Oh, like God, I'd be, I'd be. And, and I can, my and pants. I can hear things running through the woods by me, and I, you know, my flashlight can only shine so far or so quick to get to that area, and it was, it was pretty terrifying. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's spooky. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be crapping my pants like seriously. I'd be like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> Peace out, world. Have you ever, have it's you ever been had real. an experience where you had like a weird experience with with animals? I'm trying to think. Honestly, no. I've been pretty lucky. Um. No, no, honestly. Oh, it's actually, yeah. When I was in, uh, I was driving my buddy to California and we stopped and did some sightseeing along the way. And we were in Arizona and we stopped at these ancient, um, I forget what Native American tribe it was, but it was one of those, uh, uh, one of those indigenous peoples that like would build their houses like in down into the sand or whatever. And there's, there's actually ruins out in the deserts in, in Arizona and whatnot. And so we got off the freeway and we went down to it and we're walking up to the, uh, you have your your gatehouse where all the you know pamphlets and all that that crap are before you walk out. Mm-hmm. And I I my I'm walking I'm walking I'm walking. My buddy Mike he just grabs me and pulls me back. I almost stepped on a rattlesnake. Ooh. Uh, it was a baby one too. Which after doing some research, they're more dangerous because they still they're born. Uh, I see. I could be wrong about this, but from what I remember reading, they're they're born with essentially the same amount of venom in them that the adults have. The difference is though is that when they're babies, they don't have a cutoff. So where when an adult an adult rattlesnake will bite you and it'll inject like, you know, a couple drops into you, mm-hmm. the babies will bite you and just empty themselves. Yeah. So wow. it's like because they don't have they don't they don't know that it's right. not developed yet. So uh so I almost stepped right on a baby rattlesnake and wow. he had to stop me off a couple feet from it. I wasn't paying attention. I would have walked right into it, and he pulled me back. I'm like, "Oh shit!" And it was funny because the whole time I'm like, "Dude, I want to see a rattlesnake. I want to see a rattlesnake." <laughs> and then that happened. I'm like, "Dude, I don't want to see any more rattlesnakes." <laughs> and then we continued to, to to climb through the mountains. <laughs> you guys have been rattling away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Jim? Um, I just the the first thing that pops into my head is me and my cousin were riding bikes through the country one time, and this dickhead chow chow came <laughs> running after <laughs> us. It was a black chow, and uh, and it chased us for like a mile I on sure our he, bikes. Are you sure he didn't mind just say goodbye? <laughs> chow chow. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a good way to wrap it up. <laughs> chow, everybody. <laughs> We, uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that'll uh, about do it, eh? Yep. Uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, which we are very we, active on We now. apparently are very active on <laughs> that. At uh, BuzzkillPC. No, no. So, okay, I, put, I, I realized this the other day. We're idiots. What? Because our Twitter handle is not at BuzzkillPC. What is it? At the Buzzkill PC. Oh, well, <laughs> well, we use it now. So but check people it found out. us yeah, anyway because we're morons. Okay, uh, <laughs> at the Buzzkill PC. Uh, if you are looking for us, you've if you're listening to this, you've clearly already found us. But we're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, whatever, all the third party apps everywhere. Uh, apps. There's there's probably a few we're not on because we're, we're in your grandmother's house. We're worldwide, <laughs> baby. And uh, yeah. Um, that's um I got nothing left, guys. Yep, that's about it, boys. So until next time, cheers. Cheers, cheers boys. <laughs>